Want to hear more of Totsky's infamous nonsense ranting? How about Tito's smooth and sensible debates? Well, now you can listen to the Wood Buffalo discussions live on your mobile phone or device with Stitcher, the mobile app that allows you to listen to this and other great podcasts, news radio shows, or live streams all from the comfort of your hand. With Stitcher, you can listen to your favorite radio programs and podcasts anytime, anywhere you want. You can choose from the latest in news, sports, talk, business, and entertainment from the media industry's premier content providers. It's the easiest way to stay connected to the world while on the go. The latest episode of YMM Podcast is always available for you. No syncing needed and no memory or storage wasted. Available for the iPhone, iPad, Palm Pre, Android device, and BlackBerry. Downloading is easy. Go to Stitcher.com or wherever you download your favorite apps on your mobile device. Stitcher and the YMM Podcast, the smarter way to listen to the issues of the Great White North. Uh, we also have uh, the YouTube page for YMM Podcast. We also have Hyperphotonic uh, YouTube page. And we did this film a little while ago called Arkham Rising, and you should probably subscribe to that. So, <laughs> wait. <this> <laughs> I don't know why it's so um, Also, we do a podcast. That sounds so stupid. Everyone knows what we do. So check out the podcast. Uh, we really the guy with a shirt with his face on it. Uh, check it out online all over the place, like Facebook.com slash YMM Podcast, Twitter.com slash YMM Podcast, show at YMMPodcast.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe because there's going to be a cool CGI-like image right here. Click it. Click it. It's a game. Try to click it. Click it. Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Fort Mac. difficult to face a crowd that has uh, support and opposition and abundance that you have so many conversations that are happening in the community that you have an actual intangible benefit that you can see on the one side and you have actual intangible detriment on the other side. So the uh, responsibility of anyone elected is to weigh all of these things very carefully and to, um, I suspect, be as educated and informed going into the decision-making that we possibly can be. I've been in my position as mayor since 2004. I've seen many different things evolving along the way. I have had experiences that I could never have imagined. I have learned so much by some of them, and I am sitting here today um, reflecting on a few of the comments that had come through presenters, but the watershed moment really struck me. And the reason that it did is that it wasn't long before that we were sitting in a similarly much less respectful um, chamber where people were 
definitely concerned about what we were doing with McDonald Island and the kind of um, project that would be the outcome of that proposal. What we experienced was lashing after lashing after lashing and failings in some of our processes and things like that. Inevitably, those lessons are hard learned. And going through this, it's the first time I've had a massive expropriation requirement to achieve an objective. But it is part of a, my connect the dots scenario. So when I think back to McDonald Island and how significant of an asset it has become for our community, despite rapid, uh, rampant opposition for many good reasons, we still have to make decisions that are going to outweigh um, some of the, the most pressing concerns of the moment in lieu of the future. So this is a moment just like that in my mind. This is a moment that's kept uh, the council meeting running longer than most have been before. But it's also a moment where I think the reason that people put their trust in me with a vote and let me be the mayor in the terms that I've been the mayor, and they don't have to do that in the next one, but they have for this one. And they know those tough decisions are ones that they'll have to live with, whether they support them or they don't. But those tough decisions include making um, making choices that affect not just the people of yesterday or the people of today, but they affect the people of tomorrow too. I've come to realize that we are incredibly blessed in this region in terms of the um, rates that we assess to our, our residents are the lowest in the province. When we look at the industrial um, component or the mixture in the res rural non-residential, that they contribute as much as they do to our budget means that the, the amount that we contribute to any project is uh, heavily um, subsidized by the companies that are looking to bring in the workforce that become our citizens. When I think about some of the other uh, connection points, yes, I was very much in favor of the Municipal Development Plan. I remember standing in a line at the Casman Center at a hockey game for the Barons that night, getting my French fries. I love arena fries. But while I was there, somebody with an iPad and three questions about recreation approached me asking, what did I see for our future? Not for the moment, but for our future. And so I know people feel like they're not engaged, but that process had 15,000 different engagements in it. When we took the municipal development plan, it got re, um, reconfigured into council's strategic plan. When you go to our strategic plan, um, I think it was item number three speaks to what we would be doing that relates to city center redevelopment or this project in particular. In fact, I think it was particularly noted. So that was a public document that went through. And again, it doesn't get a lot of fanfare. People put their trust in their elected body to, to be the best informed on these things, make decisions that they think are most appropriate or right. The next one becomes the city center area redevelopment plan. And I, again, have had the privilege of going through the process and understanding the number of people that were engaged and how they were engaged and knowing that this is one blip in the document. But when I go through a document, I start on page one and I finish at the glossary at the back of these documents. And so I know what the points in that document are leading up to. That's not enough to make good decisions. You need to be able to use your your capability of combining vision and judgment. And so when I think to what city center redevelopment needs, I have a tremendous fear that if we decline to participate in this arena project in the setting that we've got, it starts a negative domino effect. I've been to markets in Toronto speaking uh, to potential investors about what the downtown redevelopment meant and how they might be able to engage. 
and densification is huge. It has to be a part of that. We're not densifying everywhere. This is why we're secure in the waterways neighborhood and neighborhood stabilization. It's why we've got a core zone that happens in one area and not in multiple areas so that you can see that future coming into focus and the actual change starting to trigger the effects that we're looking for. When the year was mentioned of 2017 for completion of this project, the bells just went ding, ding, ding. We've got 40,000 people reflected in our last census that are uh, shadow population or the camp worker population. These are people that are part of the construction force and they may not all stay and hardly any of them may choose to be here long term. But in 2017, we shift out of construction by dominance and we shift into the operations of these things that they've been building for so long. Operators need to have quality of life in a community where they can support those companies. And if I think again about the maintenance of people that will be in a fly-in, fly-out or drive-in for drive-out scenario, this asset still brings that clientele into the community. I've struggled to have engagement of any meaningful sort with folks in the camp to try to get them turned on to what Fort McMurray represents. And now I'm seeing buses coming from camp, stopping at McDonald Island, taking these people into the facility, and then all of a sudden you start hearing about families that decided they could come instead of uh, just sending one member of their family to collect a paycheck. This to me is so important for ensuring the concentration of density occurs in that city centre that is going to be the domino for everything else that needs to happen. Um, I hate that we have to disappoint anybody in the process. And I appreciate the complexity of the issues that are there. Um, I always look for, for solutions that can come into effect. But tonight, I'm, I'm gravely concerned that if I don't put my support behind what I think is an imperative vision for the future, it would be like saying no to McDonald Island five years ago and where would we be now? So for the, the, the purpose of of living what I think is so important for our future, I will put my neck on the line and I will tell you that I'm sorry that I have to disappoint anyone, but I am going to remain committed to being able to create that vibrant, dynamic city that's gonna to continue to attract some of the young, fresh people that we heard from tonight. And I hope for, for every possible purpose that we find a way to be better understood by our citizens or better communicating with our citizens. I don't know what the right answer is. I gave you those three documents. I remember those processes. I don't know why we're not able to get um, things that are specific that get people excited about where we're going. But in this one, it's only the start. This isn't the end. We haven't made a decision about what that facility could be, should be, would be. And we can't until we get the opportunity to have those RFPs coming in and evaluate what that could be. So I am just, I'm, I'm facing my watershed and I'm gonna tell you that I will be supporting the expropriations that are here. Recommendation one is easy, they're uncontested. Recommendation two is difficult, it's not on the floor yet, but when it is, I'm putting them together. I think it's too important for the future not to do that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the YMM Podcast. I'm Totsky. Uh, no Tito tonight. He is gallivanting around uh, somewhere in the world doing something really cool that I'm sure we'll hear soon. <laughs> and I'm, I'm <laughs> Chime in, Matt. I know you want to. Uh, he, he doesn't exist. He's a figment of your imagination. <laughs> Every single time I've been on, that, what that he's was, Snuffleupagus of Fort McMurray. What That's that was what he true, is. actually. That like, makes perfect was, sense. Like, no Tito. Okaroo. Yep. Tito was never talking the same time as me. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Or, you know, I'm just getting into Battlestar Galactica, right? And so there's that woman in the red dress. So Ooh. I think maybe 
You got something going on with Tito there. Yeah, that's my alter ego, Tito. Yeah. He's going to be so offended because he'd be like, I'm not that fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> we got called brothers at work, and I had to go on suicide watch for him for a while. I thought for sure he was going to end it. <clears throat> All right, well, at the All dining right. room table, uh, I got some great, great people. Let's start off with uh, on my left. I'm uh, Mike Farrow, and... Uh this is my first podcast. I'm kind of excited. There you go. Right on, man. Welcome, welcome. Uh, second podcast virgin uh, sitting across from you, Totsky. This is uh, the most hated man on the Fort McMurray Twitterverse, Tyler King. I don't know. Top <laughs> five at the very least, <laughs> I like to think. I got a reputation to protect. So. Uh, yeah. That's true, eh? When you get those titles, you just want to hold on to them. Oh, right? that's for sure. Start oh, purposely yeah. doing stuff that you don't even care about, but you're just down to be pissing people off. Yeah, generally. Generally, that's how it goes in the media oh, business. The first people I followed. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. After, he, he was like, what's Tyler King's uh, Twitter? I'm like, exactly. That Tyler was the King. third person. <laughs> yeah. so oh, it's right. easy one to remember. <laughs> well, there's, there's an underscore in there. Yes, there's the underscore. That's The underscore has cost me at least 3,000 followers, I'm pretty sure. There's some guy who doesn't have the underscore in there. People follow him, and they think, why the heck is this? guy talking about local politics in Arizona. Why I follow this guy for Royal Baron's news? And Tyler just gets emails. Like, when did you move to Arizona, man? I uh, thought you were in Fort Mac. Actually, I could use a move to Arizona right about now for uh, a couple of weeks, but yeah. we're not here to discuss the weather, right? Uh, who else have we got? Uh, and Matt Ewan. I already heard him once. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Second or third time? I think third. third. Yeah. Yeah, we did the TEDx one and then did the, the council one. Yep. It was, yeah. yeah. Welcome back, man. Oh, thank you very much. Good it, to be here. It has been, well, it's been too long, my friend. It's it has. Too long. But I've now sat in every single chair except that one. So this is good. No one no one gets the captain's seat just yet, <laughs> sir. I'm not All willing right. to let it go. All like right. Odama, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's nothing been going on in town lately, so I have no idea what we're going to podcast about. Weather. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's potholes. been a pretty uh, potholes. Yeah, yeah. That actually has been. I thought for sure I nailed one this morning where I thought my tire was definitely going to be flat right up by Suncor. That's what I get for. Well, you can't see it at five o'clock in the morning anyway. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like I saw a tweet about a massive pothole on the way to Suncor on yeah. the, the right hand lane. On the right hand lane. Yeah, it's pretty much right when you get past like the turn yeah. on the. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. And I love those thought out or something. I, I walked to work. Yeah. <laughs> and you work out at site, so that's quite the commute. I walk around the bottle, guys. I don't know what you guys are complaining about. So, it's been a pretty eventful week. Uh, we did, I uh, hope everyone listened to the podcast we did last week because uh, you probably heard me and Stacey almost come to blows, uh, as well as a rousing conversation uh, between uh, six people. There was a bunch of us at the dining room table talking about the downtown arena. We recorded that before. Mm. The famous city council meeting. Long, long city council long. meeting. So what holds the record for the longest one? I heard, I think Tyron said there was a record was, uh, put. It was the Mac Island one, I believe, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was talking to Melissa Blake about that. She said it, it's never come close under this council because the one before this most recent election, they love disagreeing with each other. And I heard the horror stories from Nolan and all the folks who were, it was were subject to, to covering those. And that was the difference, was that this one was really long, but they accomplished something at the end of it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the others, they would just make them go along for the sake of it. Just and, for the hell of yeah, it. Yeah, she said and there was no respect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, she said there was one that she remembers, probably her longest, was the one where Ron Morgan, a legendary former counselor, yeah. actually collapsed in the middle of the meeting, had to be taken to hospital, and they continued the meeting anyway until about three in the morning to get through the whole agenda. <laughs> wow. Was say most dedicated filibuster ever. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, is there any at one point, like, to be honest, uh, after the whole uh, arena issue or the expiration issue closed, I turned it off. Oh, there was more on the agenda, but yeah. they, they were too tired to keep it yeah. going. So, so they, they can, they can, or not prolong it, but end it and, and, yeah. and put it to another. Yeah. another but they, they did finish this one. 
Wait, they got through all yeah, those that quickly? Because I stepped all. out of the yeah, chamber no, so, for so a So I second. stayed in, and they, they got through it all quickly. They just bing, 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 bing. Holy mackerel. folks had actually stayed to see their, their piece on the agenda. Yeah. So they had, they had oh, two wow. people that were sitting there just waiting for their turn their item right and then all of a sudden they're like i vote that we you know just postpone yeah and then it's like well they're sitting here they've already oh, oh, okay oh, let's okay. do this they've i heard them proposing won. that i thought yeah. they passed it by the wow. time i got out of there and it was just like ding ding ding, ding done huh. so i guess to get people caught up that don't know what's going on so tuesday night april 9th yeah, ended on the ended on the tenth. Yeah. It was April 9th. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The uh, span two uh, days. It was okay. So uh, listen to last week's podcast. You get kind of the history behind it and our debates. But the big thing I want to talk about here is to that was pretty historic council. So April 9th, they were set to the actual agenda item was what it, everyone calls it the downtown arena debate, but that wasn't what it was actually listed as. Mm. No, what was it listed as, Manny? Um, expropriation of basically properties. of property. But to, everyone knew that this had to be taken care of before they can proceed. With that was part of the debate at the council meeting. Yeah, was well, yeah. whether they actually had to expropriate in right. order to well, yeah, okay, do the well, request. For, it's so com- it's arguments. so complicated. Yeah, yeah, but that's what was listed because I, I, when I first someone texted me, I don't know whether it's like uh, I can't remember who it was. It's like you need to be down at, at uh, council on April 9th to show your support. This was like two weeks ago, mm. and I was just like, okay. And they're like, this is about the downtown arena issue. So I hauled up the agenda item for council, and I'm like, the arena issue is not even listed on the agenda. And it took a few minutes for me to figure out. Like, oh, wait a second. It is yeah. essentially yes, but what the what they were actually debating and what the vote was for was to expropriate five properties seven because there, there was one agenda item of properties that didn't object to the expropriation that was the Campbell's Music Building and a house a few blocks away that's part of the Fraser Avenue um, yeah, extension widening or, whatever, or yeah. something like that and then the more controversial one were the five properties that had objected to being expropriated so, so what were seven the five total. properties that, that were against it you had uh, well the Wolf Tatinger Law Office the Total yeah. Office the A&W the Nomad Inn parking lot and a partridge in a pear tree <laughs> what's the other one I think it, I think the nomad may have been split into two lots. Yeah. With the keg being the one. Well, the, the keg, keg wasn't being expropriated. No, it's, which it's was a parking lot. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I was fighting that debate the yeah. next day. Everyone's like, "The keg is gone." I'm like, "No, it's not. <laughs> it can't expand, but it's not going anywhere." And well, parking, you know, find your own parking. Well, it's funny. Yeah. If you look at an aerial view of the next lot over the lot with the. Uh, uh, long shots and the uh, Twin Pines Hotel and Bar- Barrett's. Where Kay Jewelers is. Yeah. yeah. If you look at an aerial view, you'd say 75% of that lot is, or block is parking. It's mm-hmm. bl- empty yeah. space. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But we all know what's going there. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever they build next. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so we can't remember what the fifth one is? Uh, it's in that, it was in that area. It's there was in two lots, lots that are ke- the keg. Under the keg. Lot, yeah. So, okay. Two zones that were both parking lots. So those were so the five. The issue was pretty much that five because even if they're uncontested, then they still got to vote. I guess they have to, right? Yes, mm-hmm. you still have to expropriate. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that was uh, I guess well, yeah, because most of the like even said that's the easy one. We're not even gonna. Well, yeah. they had to vote for it, but that was the hard one. Was the five? Yeah. So that was on the agenda. It was actually what number eight on the agenda. They moved it up, but right? they moved yeah. it up because everyone was talking about this for for like I said a good week in advance, so everyone knew that this was happening. Um, I've been to a few council meetings. Matt, you've been to more than more than me. Was that the, you? Was that the Pactus one you've ever I seen? I've never seen it like that. They even had to bring it. So I got there. You were there. I got oh, there a little there. early. So Tyler. Here. I sat in the front row. Tyler, you were there before I got. Oh, yeah, there. I got there half an hour. You early. were there setting up, <laughs> yeah. and it was standing room only. Like 
Um, and eventually they had to move all the chairs forward and they brought in new chairs. And even then, after that, there were people out the door and down the hallway. Just listening. Um, yeah, just listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it was incredible. They building intercom, weren't they? Oh, I don't know. Or PA. Yeah, I think they were. Wow. Crazy. Uh, so everyone was talking about how packed it was going to be. I knew it was going to be packed, but it's funny because uh, Phil Marr uh, tweeted me and says uh, he doesn't expect it to be, or he it wasn't, or he doesn't expect it to be as packed as the leashed cat by Love 98. <laughs> and that raised my interest. I was just like, wow. And I was, I'm like, how far back does these video archives go? I was like, damn it, 04. And uh, apparently he said the place was absolutely packed and everyone brought their cats. So he said it was literally a gong show. It was, it, it was just crazy. Everyone was c- complaining. And obviously, cat owner is the definition of crazy. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's two cats in this house. Um, there's two owners. Yeah, two owners. And dude grows his own catnip, man. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. yeah. They like it? Yeah, they love it. Well, see. Yeah. Anyway. Mine hate me. So I'm a disciplinarian of the group. But so so the room was packed, but then digitally as well. I mean, oh. you, you were you were watching online. I wanted to right? head down. Uh, I had a plan. It didn't go through. So, of course, it's me and Kingston. And uh, he probably sat for mm, at least 30 seconds of the start. And then he was out of it. <laughs> he went and wanted a lot of cartoons, which forced me, because I had my laptop set up on the TV. But so forced me to the computer. And he had to... Isn't that a form of child abuse to take him to city council meetings? <laughs> <laughs> he will enjoy the issues now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, I, I got pushed by my five-year-old over to my computer. So, that's where I made my home for the next seven hours. Five-year-old. Girls are such bullies. I know, man. I'm telling you, everyone can't. <laughs> they are. Everyone, the bully issue, it's five-year-olds, man. And uh, so, of course, I had to live-tweet it, or as much as I live-tweet. And everyone was there. Everyone was talking about it. Matt was tweeting Tyron. Uh, you were on... Um, well, you did, you did some of your own account, but you were mine. Mostly my McMurray, yeah. Uh, obviously, all the little mixes. Just mix in my McMurray. I didn't see K-Rock there. Um, you did a very good job, by the way. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. No, I, very, I very good job. Out. I figured, well, no time like the present to start that up for once. <laughs> no, actually, I wish it we had three people there, uh, all three, our entire news team we had there, plus plus our intern. We actually had four people there. And what we got to do was we, because some of us, you can only live tweet for so long when it's a council meeting before your thumbs start to get tired. Yeah. So we would text each other and we were like lateraling the football. Okay, now you take the next three speakers and you live tweet them. <laughs> nice. And over to the next one, you live tweet the next two. So it was one account, huh. my McMurray live tweeting the whole thing. Yeah. But we were alternating Different the people. actual nice. yeah, live tweeting. Really good. Set up. That's yeah. proper plan of attack, right? Um, so take us you guys were there I want to take us through what it was like what was the atmosphere like Like I'll tell you one thing I was getting an energy from the internet yeah and you know what the, the, the it sounds cl- funny and I was trying to think of some follow up to it but yeah. I couldn't so. yeah. the clear thing though was that there was a huge amount of opposition I mean to the to the arena and almost everybody came there with their mind already made up they didn't want it to happen and you could tell just from the rounds of applause that kept breaking out uh, every time somebody spoke against the arena you could tell there was a huge amount of opposition in the room now was it the arena they were against Oh yeah, I think so. Okay. Oh okay. I like to think that. I think a good. I think a good chunk. Thirteen minutes in. Okay. But no. But here's. <laughs> you're, you're right. There's there, also there the issue of clapping. All that. Yeah. 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 But my, I thought it started to turn when uh, Robert Varga got up, and uh, the owner of AMP. And made his really impassioned yeah, speech. I want to put it in. And nobody, nobody clapped after that one, because of course he was pro arena. The next presenter I have on the list is Robert Vargo. Mr. Vargo, if you're in the room, you're welcome to come forward. And we'll give you the same five-minute opportunity. If you can be close to the microphone as you're speaking, that will help. I'm here to speak 
in favor of the downtown arena. Uh, I think City Council, if you went out and you've hired yourself a very good administration. The administration has went out and hired some top-notch people to do some real serious studies on what can happen in downtown Fort McMurray. We've been fiddling around with Fort McMurray downtown for a long time, trying to get it revitalized. We now have a plan that administration has put together. I think you've got to have some faith in administration. They've hired some good people to study it. They've studied arenas uh, on what it, how it benefits the community. And I think we should go along with it and uh, not step on administration for trying to step forward. We are no longer a little village. We're a city of Fort McMurray and the rest of the world is watching us. And I think it's one big step forward we'll make by stepping forward and starting this on its, it may take a few years to put together totally, but I wouldn't worry about the traffic because that'll straighten itself out if we keep selling less and less cars in it. <laughs> may not like our busing plan so much, huh? <laughs> Traffic will straighten itself out. Uh, you go to Edmonton, you go to a football game in Edmonton, people walk for blocks and blocks to go to the game. You go to the, uh, to the hockey game in Edmonton, you don't pull up and park next to the arena. They park and they either ride there or they walk there or catch the bus, and a lot of it is walking. So have faith in your administration and the experts that they've had and vote in favor of it. Thank you very much. Thank you, and I'll get you to remain there just for a moment. Councillor Stroud, if you don't mind moving to accept his info. Thank you, Madam Mayor. I move that we accept Mr. Vargo's presentation as information. Thank, thank you. you. And any questions of Council can come forward now. Councillor Thomas. Thank you, Your Worship. Uh, Robert, thank you very much for your presentation and, and your many years of, of service to this community. Uh, I'd be interested to know from your perspective as a, as a community leader for a long, long time, um, the risks associated with going back to planning uh, and, I, and I'm thinking of, of uh, the number of downtown redevelopment plans that I've seen in my short time in Fort McMurray but I'd love to hear your thoughts as a person that's lived here seeing the fancy drawings go nowhere can, can you comment on that I'm not a planner I'm not a developer of, of cities or downtowns. I'm a car man. I sell cars. Uh, but it's time that experts, which I believe we have now, the best people we've had in, in administration for 10 years, have taken a good plan and have put it together here. I don't think there's, a, there, there's risk in anything you do, but I think the risk is minimal here because we have nowhere to go but up, up, up. Uh, I invested in downtown. I built the parkade. You know, I put a lot of money into the parkade there, and uh, it, it works fantastic. And everybody's complaining of maybe that there won't be no parking. Don't tell me that somebody ain't going to come along and build a parkade downtown here, because I've had probably 50 businesses phone me and want to rent stalls in my parkade. Well, I'm not interested in renting them, and if somebody builds a parkade down here, it'll be full all the time. It'll be too full even for the hockey, or the, whatever, the arena that's involved. They're not only hockey, there's lots of more that goes in that arena than hockey. Uh, the risk 
is less minimal than, than people think. Uh, there's big investors out in the world that will come to Fort McMurray if they have a chance. But they're not going to come to Fort McMurray to buy one little lot on the corner to build something. They got to build in big blocks. And in order to get the big blocks, the city has to do something. And the way they're going about it is the only way they can do it. And we have nothing but up. Thank you, sir. Thank you. A few more lights of I'm going to go to Councillor Vinny next, please. Thank you, Your Worship. Um, Mr. Vargo, I was just wondering if maybe you could speak to uh, what uh, revitalization of the downtown would look like for um, people's children and grandchildren, because we're looking at projecting to be a city of 200,000, maybe by 2020, and the benefits you see flowing from the uh, development of downtown with an entertainment center and what have you, all those other things you spoke of. When I moved to Fort McMurray, there were 7,000 people. It's 70, 80, 90,000 now. I raised my family here and my family are now raising their family here. The biggest complaint that they've always had was nothing to do, really. Barons was was one of the only things that the hockey arena there the best thing that ever happened was when the administration stepped forward and built McDonald Island the citizens of Fort Murray when they heard the numbers the dollars involved in McDonald Island were, oh, our taxes are going to do this our taxes are going to do the best thing that ever happened was McDonald Island it's a fantastic facility and that's what they'll speak about when these naysayers talk of Fort McMurray in the world, they'll talk about what happened downtown here. Our kids will be proud of what's happened here and we won't be known as dirty oil, we'll be known as a progressive city. City, not village. Thank you. Thank you, and I'm going to go next to Councillor Blair. Thank you, Your Worship, and through the Chair. Uh, Mr. Vargo, I, I was in an earlier presentation, it was told to us that it would cost sixty-five dollars to $70,000 per stall. Is that, is, is that the going rate for uh, building a parkade? 330 stalls at $12 million divided out. That's what it cost me. And I could have went. <laughs> with the permission of the administration, two stories higher at a very minimum cost. Yes, a cost, but the costs start getting lower and lower. So you know, my cost was higher than normal. The bigger you go and the higher you go, down goes the cost. The footings, they talk about no studies on the ground. We studied, I had to do studies when I built my parkade. We're down to partway to China there. But the ground was very good. Uh, Bill De Silva's pounding piles right now in the property right next door, and he's putting piles in, and he's still planning on putting up a huge building there. So I wouldn't be too concerned about not being able to build here, whether it's a parkade or an arena, because uh, it's the footing here is good, and we didn't hit water. <laughs> thank you. All right, thank you, Councillor Kirscher. Anything for you? None for me. All right. Thanks, Robert. Thank you. And I'm going to call for the vote then. Those in favor of receiving his info? Any opposition?
opposition. Hearing none, I'm going to call that one carried unanimously. This- but there was a little bit of awkwardness. I thought I think a few people started to nudge in another direction. Then once Ron Taylor got up there and was able to pretty well explain, explain some stuff. All the misconceptions that were being put out there by the 34 people that were able to speak, not all of whom were spouting misconceptions, but a good chunk were, let's yeah. be quite honest about it. Um, there is one of two possibilities. Either some people started to move towards the fence because they thought, oh, wait, these are actually legitimately smart people who came up with this plan. These aren't the complete and utter idiots that I had in my head were coming up with this plan. Either that or people were just too tired to keep on trying to yell <laughs> about the arena. It's one of those two opportunities, but I think by the end of the meeting... Went by extension. <laughs> yeah, I think they convinced a few more people than they had convinced by the start of that mm. meeting. And again, that all comes back to communication and how bad it was up to oh, that point. I, I would have loved to have had Ron um, sit at a table somewhere and an audience would be able to interact with him and yep. ask him questions. I would have loved to have jumped in and asked follow-up questions. I think you're right. Once more uh, information was laid on the table, um, people were starting to think a little more. Um, so why didn't they start with that then? But I don't think it was all about just the arena. I totally see people were getting hung up on parking. They were getting hung up on traffic. They were getting hung up on location, all that kind of stuff. But really, the whole piece was about expropriation, yes. right? And um, So thank you for joining us at the front, Matt. I appreciate that. And you can have up to five minutes. And we like brief, not to put pressure on you. No, no brief is good. Um, and uh, apparently people who are following along at home are having trouble hearing as well. So I appreciate you always reminding folks to lean close. Um, Madam Mayor, Council, thank you very much for your time. I will try and be brief. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a small business owner. Uh, I don't live downtown. I'm here as a resident. And by day, my bread and butter is an HR professional. And I deal with reasonableness and fairness. Um, for those who continually, continually remind us how long they've lived in the community, I would argue that 30 years ago, they would not recognize the Fort McMurray of today. I would also argue that none of us truly know what the Fort McMurray of 30 years from now will look like. I do know that the CARP is an ambitious project, one that excites me, and I look forward to a vibrant, dynamic, and walkable downtown, if it's done right. At the moment, I would argue that I, and a large portion of tonight's audience, both here in person and following along digitally, feel as though the process so far, well, it feels wrong. Tonight, we've heard from stakeholders, and some of what we've heard, expropriation premature, ask us to work with you, approach with due caution, please talk to us, please work with us, ultimate state power of expropriation. So I will close. Um, I would like to refer to Section 4 of the CCARP, specifically 4.2, the objective of a people city, where the RMWB wishes to, and I quote, ensure open and transparent decision-making processes for all stakeholders. Thank you. Thank you very much, and I'll get you to remain there for just a moment. If that can happen, Member of Council, put the accept as info uh, movement on. Councillor Blair, thank you. Thank you, Worship. So moved. Thank you. And if there are any questions for a presenter, we can take them now. I'll so that's why I kind of pushed back, because I think there are some people in there, like um, Kim Wolf. Mm-hmm. He's there about the expropriation. Right? No, he was against the arena too, though. Yeah, he, he, but, they were both. He and Ryan Tanger were saying this isn't the right project. But I heard a lot of people when they went and spoke. A lot of people says I'm not against the redevelopment of the downtown. 
Now, they never answered the questions, are you against a specific yeah. project we're I'm, discussing today? But they would go on. Like, the keg had, what, six, seven? I was starting to wait to hear from servers. And then we I did know. hear from a server towards <laughs> the end of it. And next I'll call Mary Lindsay McNutt. Mary Lindsay, great, thank you. If you don't mind getting close to the microphone when you speak, just to help carry the sound for us, and you'll have up to five minutes. Um, hello, good evening. Uh, good evening, everyone here. Um, I just wanted, uh, I've just been kind of thinking about a few different things, um, goings on in the community and whatnot. Um, seeing the uh, oil can tavern in the diggers level the other day was a little bit disheartening to me. I was a server in there for two and a half years, and I was also um, an employee staff member at the Cake Steakhouse and Bar as well. Um, what I've been thinking about, in all honesty, it's just really not a good idea. The location, I'm not in agreement with it at all. You're talking about the cost involved, $140 million for parking. Like, in all honesty, there's already buildings all situated around here and whatnot. Then again, you're talking about um, the bridge traffic. So maybe a location more in keeping near the Lafarge, um, the Lafarge concrete plant somewhere, or maybe out towards the camps as well. That would bring a lot more people in. There'd be highways freed up and whatnot. We have to think about people working shift work and whatnot. They're going to be um, either attending to their children or on their days off or working. So we're not going to get the traffic and numbers we're thinking in our mind we're going to see. In all honesty, we already have enough problems with the highway coming back and forth, the traffic going there. If we're bringing these big venues and entertainment here to Fort McMurray, how are people going to come to and from? Um, there's just going to be more traffic here on the highways as well. Um, you know, we really have to think about that. Um, this gentleman spoke of Dubai. I've never been there myself. But as far as the architecture goes, I think it's unbelievably amazing. Some of the images I've seen on the World Wide Web, we could think about maybe building like very high-end flat-style condominiums. I don't know anything like that. Put some businesses underneath. And I think the issue here with some of the restaurants and whatnot downtown is they want to have a slot inside the arena if it is to be erected. They want to have their businesses in there or in an area where they will be bountiful and keep on continuing with all of this. And I mean, really, you stand on top of this very building and you look down at the cityscape, like it's just, it's, it's not practical. Like there needs to be more research. And honestly, like people vote today on the radio station and most people were not in favor. So you don't even have to waste all the rest of the money doing the footwork and these traffic studies and so on and so forth. But really though, like in all honesty, it can be put to better use. And as well, being a server and working in the serving industry for so long, I thought of starting a server union years ago because you're looking at affordable housing where all of these staff and not to mention the construction workers that are going to be building this place, where are they going to live in the meantime? Where are we supposed to live on a medial income, you know, when we're not working at the, the big tar sands and whatnot, making the $120,000 a year, or what was quoted 140000 or something? Like, that's absolutely ridiculous. That's the haves and the have-nots. There is a gross divide, and it really needs to be addressed in the years to come. Um, my residence, I've been living up in Greg Bar for about eight or nine years now, and honestly, again, you look, you look at the way the land is, you look at an aerial view, there's expansive, expansive room for land release going down towards Edmonton and out towards the camps and the sites and whatnot. Like
like really if we're looking at it projecting the future image of Fort McMurray like there there people really have to give honestly like the um, I'm not going um, I'm remote these sometimes but honestly with the mortgage companies and whatnot like these huge mortgages people cannot live here and build a community build their families and then you have all these temporary foreign workers and whatnot yeah sure they'll be here to put the place up but then where are they going to be afterward as well um, you know um, the impaired driving issue you talk about um, scalpers are going to be on the streets there's going to be more drugs and crime that was one of the reasons that they said the oil can and that diggers had to go anyway this, you don't even realize how many people are going to be coming into this community that are going to be scalping there's going to be more drugs there's going to be more prostitution look at the riots in Vancouver after the Stanley Cup ensued imagine that going on in Franklin Avenue you can definitely see that happening you know honestly think about that as well fire codes issues there with the keg it's a restaurant that's what I thought about what if a fire were to break out you have the big no man in, in beside it all of this central areas over here and that's what people are thinking about business wise as wow if I could have a spot in this location it would be grand you know um, the keg advertises on CNN for all the hockey but honestly we have the Edmonton Oilers we have the Calgary Flames the oil barons already have their concession deal uptown there so really like there needs to be more work done but I think maybe somewhere beyond where the bridge is placed would probably be the best bet and as well what about Mac Island like look they host a kiss there like we should be having like I'm talking five star entertainment like I'm thinking Bruce Springsteen the Eagles like you can bring Bon Jovi ACDC like thank you before you give me too many more on the wish list you're at your five minute mark but I appreciate everything you said people have the money to pay for all of this though really with the income here why not though honestly thank you Mary Lindsay if you don't mind just staying there for a moment Councillor Stroud if you'll move that to accept it as information thank you Madam Mayor I move that we accept as information thank you very much and any questions that councillors may have can be asked now no lights council like i was just like wow the keg the keg really she was yeah like i'll give her all the credit in the world she went out and and got up on camera and did it and that's way more than anyone on facebook or twitter could really say you know what i mean yeah but the keg like they brought in their corporate uh corporate and their lawyer their lawyers their owners like they really wanted that uh expansion piece i guess but Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what brought up the concern afterwards where everyone said oh we're losing the keg no guys pay attention to what was said the keg is staying there we're losing the end the A and W, yeah, the A and W was gone. And the one thing I found was interesting, though. And correct me if I'm wrong. But this is what I got out of it, and I'm not the smartest tool in the bunch. The city contacted landowners, yes, which doesn't mean they contacted tenants. Correct. Correct. Yep. So why didn't landowners contact the tenants? That's the that's the question. Ultimately, everyone. Yeah. And I'm glad you're concern. asking the question it's because not the city's place. To, yeah. No, no, no. But uh, Totsky's asking the question. Why didn't the landlords yeah. talk to the tenants? Not why didn't the city talk to the tenants? Yep. You can't do that. You can't. And no, this is the thing that's driving me nuts. Right. You can't go to your tenant and say, "Hey, guess what? We're expropriating your landlord." Yeah. Doesn't work that way, no. especially not in Alberta. And you could get yourself in a whole heap of trouble. And there are a lot of things that the city is justifiably taking heat for. I think the biggest one being on the communication side. It's yeah. the biggest thing they're justifiably taking. I think heat we're for. all in agreement at this table that they really fucking sucked at that one. Oh my! I remember God. months yeah. ago them putting out that they were the proposal for the expropriation. Now, yes, and that included the property. So two months ago, you could have read that A and W was up for expropriation. 
So you can't. Well, no, say they that. never flipped. They didn't go out and say it. They said these are the properties that the a planned arena is going to be built on. Yes, well, or around, it, or or whatever. Yeah. It was up to the business people to focus and yeah. connect the dots, which I yeah, believe right. what Melissa Blake said. Oh. And yep. as difficult as it is, like to me, I'm glad they clarified that portion of it of saying our legal responsibility is to contact the landowners, which yeah. we did. We all know in Fort Mac, a lot of these people that own the land live in Edmonton, Calgary, Toronto. Blah 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 blah. blah right. Yes. The tenants is a different story because I felt bad for AW. I did not know that AW was the most profitable one in the world. That's oh. crazy. You ever tried to buy lunch there? <laughs> uh, no. It's See crazy. how much you're down. I went. I went there for lunch the next day, and I thought. And uh, after I'd finished paying twelve dollars, I thought to myself, "No wonder they're so darn profitable when there's really never anybody in there, even during the lunch rush." But what was interesting about their presentation was they go on and on about how Franklin and Morrison, uh, just the perfect uh, location. There's so much traffic. There's so much activity there. So many people going down there. <laughs> and I think to myself. Do you, you do realize you're making the perfect case for why an arena belongs there, right? It's like, let me get this straight. We're talking about the most prime, effective business land within all of Fort McMurray. And you know what we ought to have there? We ought to have a, a fast food restaurant there. That's what we should have. And I thought to myself, I, I said to people, you know what? Forget about this arena. Forget about this downtown redevelopment. Uh, Frank Creasy of Fort McMurray Tourism, he's completely wrong. Just put uh, on the front of the brochure. You don't need to say, hey, you can come and see Bon Jovi concerts up in uh, Fort McMurray now. Just put, we have the most profitable A&W in all of Canada. <laughs> and people will flock here by the millions to inject more money into this local economy. That's what we really, really need. Uh, just a sidebar, Tyler. Where, where are you from? Uh, well, if I tell you, you're going to stop taking me seriously. But, no. All right, Toronto, but don't hold me hold it against me. <laughs> no, no, I just... Uh, but I'll like, tell you one other thing just real quick. Yeah, yeah. Is it where I came from to come here was mm. Kingston, Ontario. There you go. And I have gone through this exact same debate. I went through it before. five years ago when they built the K-Rock Center there, and there was this um, chief administrative officer in Kingston. His name was Glenn Loban something. Uh, there, was a <laughs> there was a director of communications was there. to Lobenstein? Maybe, maybe. Okay, might have been. Right. Uh, there was a director, there's a director of communications for the city of Kingston at the time, whose name was Teresa Greenwood. Uh, coincidentally, the same name as this person they've just hired as the Director of Communications at the Regional Municipality of Wood Buffalo. And, uh, of course, the company that they brought in to, uh, to manage the K-Rock Center, run by uh, some guy, Ron Taylor or something like that. <laughs> and uh, so, they got a YMM office right in downtown Kingston, do they? <laughs> yeah, apart, apart from those uh, very dissimilar factors, it was pretty similar to what we're seeing right now. <laughs> so there's some wow. openings in Kingston. Yeah, actually, yeah. But, and you know, we also had a bunch of people standing up and saying, well, we don't oppose Bill Building an arena downtown, we just don't like X, Y, or Z. So it's the exact same thing you get anytime somebody tries to build a downtown so, rank. So what was the communication like in Kingston? Uh, the same kind of complaints, really. The difference was that the city already owned the land, so they right. didn't have to go through this whole expropriation okay. Okay. thing. Right. Um, but the whole deal was, ah, there wasn't enough input. Oh, they're building it on land that the mayor had an interest in. And, of course, it all came to a head in a municipal election where the incumbent mayor was handily reelected. Uh, the council kept a majority of people who were in favor of the project. It got built. People were convinced. Um, there's not enough parking downtown. Sorry, I just got a feeling of deja vu right there. Um, there's not enough parking. The traffic's going to be terrible. Nobody's going to go. It's the the wrong place. They should build it out in the suburbs where there's more room, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, everybody's going to hate it. And yes, Kingstonians hated that rink so much that they sold out opening night. So <laughs> there you go. That was my previous experience with it, and that's why it's become fairly repetitive going through so the process. So any now. of this stuff that I hear out of Kingston, the K Rock Center, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, sorry, now the Rogers K Rock Center, I should say. Oh really? They just renamed it. Yeah. The um, is there? I'm hearing lots of negative. Is any of that true, or is it all hearsay? Like, is it? Is it? Like literally, as we're going through the motions in council meeting, there, I, yeah. I forget his name off Twitter, but he was literally like tweeting a bunch of stuff about, oh, "I'm from Kingston. This is what happened." And yeah. I couldn't get the vibe. I'm like, "Are you saying this is a bad thing?" Like he was showing me how the council voted, and I'm like, "Can okay, they vote it in favor?" Yeah. I seen the opening night was sellout. 
and it's funny because before Ron even said it in council meeting, the team sucks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I, I'll always be a proponent of success equal or winning equals success. Yep. Right? Like, obviously, if your team's in the playoffs, you're going to get more people interested in going. For sure. Look at our Barons, right? Like, yep. that first round this year was absolutely electric, but we wouldn't probably not have sold that place out until we get to the semifinals or finals. Absolutely. At the end of the season, we had that issue. Yep. The attendance was down. Yeah. Well, no, it happens every year. And I think that's just a mentality of people in general. I think yeah. you get it so, everywhere except for NHL. So let me compare it. For example, the Fort McMurray Oil Barons, this was the first time they'd lost in the first round of the playoffs in 10 years. The Kingston Frontenacs have not been past the first round of the OHL playoffs. By the way, in the OHL, 18 out of 20 teams, uh, sorry, 16 out of 18 teams make the playoffs. Sorry, I should say 16 out of 20. Only two in the conference miss the playoffs. Same as oh. HL, isn't it? Uh, no, AHL is fewer. But uh, WHL is similar. They oh, get 16 okay. out of not too many. But anyway, they haven't been past the first round in almost 15 years. Wow. That's wow. how bad they've been. And yet, they were drawing about 2,200 a game uh, at their old rickety wooden rink. Mm-hmm. And they immediately upped that to about 2,800 a game. And now, after they cleaned house, got rid of the general manager, they're drawing more than 3,000 a game. So they're hmm. finally identifying some issues. And- even, but even though they suck just as much as they did before, the new rink... They did build it, and they did come. Yeah. And that arena down there has been named the best ring or the best facility of its Twelve size awards. in Canada yeah. for I think at least five consecutive years. Ever since it was built, oh, no. now it's been named the best. Now there is a history of Ontario Ontarians yep. going to watch crappy hockey teams, right? Nice. <laughs> done. They're just nicely done. They're just continuing that tradition. So Fair I would enough. like to point that out. Fair enough. Well, actually, just speaking, Phil Mar, that, that's for you. Speaking of that, my buddy was uh, just talking. To, he was just giving it to him on Facebook, saying uh, literally the Oil Kings in Edmonton, which is WHL, yeah. are I think during the third round. Yeah, they're, they're getting there. Been, or they won the league last year. Yeah. They won, yeah, and he was saying about how people will flock to sell out Oilers games, and they're absolutely doing horribly. Yeah. to watch the future of the NHL, which is why. I would like the WHL teams. I would love to see a first rounder come into town, yeah. uh, or first overall. Yeah, and the sellouts and the like. People in Rexall places, the attendance is just dismal. You know what I mean? Just, For the Oil Kings? That's what he was saying. Well, compared to the Oilers, yeah, because you got a six, yeah. uh, 18,000 seat rink mm. for our WHL team. Mm. But they still draw, a, I think, eight to 9,000 a game, which okay. by WHL standards is very Pretty good. good. Okay. The best is Calgary, which yeah. again plays in the Saddle Dome. So it looks like there aren't many people there, but by WHL standards, it's very good. But that's look, a good look point, at, actually. Look at, the, look at the bottom end of the WHL. The Swift Current Broncos are hemorrhaging money. Every, they only stay afloat because they run fundraising campaigns. It's like, this is a WHL team that pretty well has to hold bake sales to stay afloat. And they average about 2200 to 2500 a game. Same with Prince George will be in the, in the low 2000s. You're trying to tell me... Barron numbers. Yeah, the yeah. Barons have had that many people right. crammed into the Thickwood Heights arena whenever they Was can. it hold 25? Hmm. No, it don't, theoretically it only holds... 19, 1941 is all that they're allowed to report. And I love how what you just called it, though. Did you hear what you just called it? Thickwood, Thickwood Heights Arena. Yeah. Whenever I said, because right when I told you, I was just like, it's, I'm located by Thickwood Arena. Lately, how many people is like, where's that? And I'm just like, ugh, Casman Center. Oh, okay. Well, that's it's, the name on the side of the building. Is it still say Thickwood Heights? No. No, it says Casman Center. Yeah. yeah. But no, I just it's oh. it's been known so long as Thickwood Heights Arena. Like, it only Casman Center was only a couple years ago, right? Yeah. Well, growing up in Toronto, I still call it the Sky Dome, so I wouldn't be. I, so I, wouldn't, I actually. I've never even been there, so. They now, the name. I'll say if the Casman Corporation <laughs> wants to pay me a large sum of money, then they're for more than free. Rogers something, I would imagine. Rogers. Yeah, yeah Rogers Center. Rogers Center. Huh. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, Rogers Center, Rogers Arena, Rogers K Rock Center. And if we want to name the one in Fort McMurray, I'd be fine with that. Rogers Gardens hasn't been taken yet. You know, no wonder that their network, their towers suck because they go all this money into uh, naming arenas and owning sports teams. No comment. Sorry. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> all right. Let's go back to April 9th City Council meeting. Yeah. Um, it's packed. Uh, basically, right off the bat, they, every, obviously everyone knows why everyone is there. They immediately switched it up. They said, "We want to let's put." The big issue on the forefront, right? Yes. Yep. And they voted or did their little quick thing to bump that up to the top of the of the agenda, yeah. which we, I believe, you reported that uh, there was only fifteen speakers. I think that's all we knew at one point. That was on the list. On the list, and then all of a sudden, right. Melissa Blake's like, "Okay, we got two down and only thirty three more to go." Because people could sign up outside. And yeah. Everyone was just yeah. like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Thirty four total. That's who. Uh, we yeah, had. that's what. And even like, I know Tyron said he took a back seat. There's a couple other people yeah. on Twitter that said they well, took a back so, seat too. Yeah. So I think. I I was the first person on that list, and I said, "So, if my point is made, can I take my name off that list?" Yeah, yeah. and yeah. she's like, "Okay." So I'm like, "All right, fine." I think she made that right? point at the beginning of the discussion before. Uh, oh yeah, started. she's like, "If oh, there's yeah. any repeats, please yeah. just yeah. feel free not to." Come it got up, better but, uh, as it went along too. People yep. kept it pretty short, today, yeah, which was nice. Um, so it was pretty interesting. Uh, it was. I don't even know how to put it. To me, like the first ten speakers, or maybe five, or I don't know how many, it seemed pretty dreary, like pretty dreary. Like I'm not talking about it, like just solely because they were negative against the arena. Yeah. But to me, it legitimately, like I felt that in the council, I'm like these. Everyone is pissed about this. Yeah. There were some pretty negative vibes in yeah. the room. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I'll tell you, as much as some of those guys were uh, kind of dull at the very beginning. Well, I'll say first right off the bat was Francis Jean, who was just there fact- factually wrong on a wide variety of issues. So that one I pretty well tuned out because I don't need. I don't. I don't need to respond to things that just aren't, frankly, aren't true. Who is so I didn't she even again? bother it. Uh, she's lived here for a long time, so her opinion matters more. Anyway, uh, and then it moved on. Then it moved uh, on to Kim Wolf and Ryan Tatinger, who made very reasonable, rational arguments against the Arena Project and against the expropriation. But because they're lawyers, I don't think anybody knew what they were actually talking about. <laughs> so that's the problem. There was one person right, that kept going on and on and on. Like, there's well, no doubt this guy's a lawyer because he had me gone. Like, <laughs> but it's tough because you have a five minute time limit. So within a five minute. Time limit. You can say not know that. That's well, the thing. No, well, you can do that, but he's not used to that. <laughs> that's the thing. Absolutely. Now, when you're in radio and you got to keep your points to one minute, now that would be that works out pretty well. Yeah. But you've got to basically be able to ac- explain the history of expropriation, when it's supposed to be used, <laughs> the rationality of having a downturn. You can't cram that into five minutes if you're making a rational argument. Whereas, if you just get up there, sit down, and yell, "There's going to be no Perkin downtown, and they're not going to be able to. We're not. There's going to be all these dirt problems down here, and there's it's." Just, That's a great accent. Like, for God's sake. <laughs> you forgot the A. It's great, though, because, yeah, that'll get people riled up. That'll get people saying, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The number of people who went there and said, the plan is to build an arena with no parking. That is factually untrue, but if you say it loud enough, sure as heck sounds like a great argument against the arena, doesn't it? <laughs> so that was w- well, what like, I thought was the flaw with the five Look at all these it. fucking Facebook posts, right? Like, uh, whoever said it in the council chamber, I think it was that server check, was like, look at all the Facebook posts. They, everyone's against this. Yeah, all my friends on Facebook agree with me. Oh my God, really? Well, I've never heard of a more scientific poll than your Facebook friends. I'm sure they wouldn't have a natural inclination to agree with you. I I think I'm one of the few people on Facebook who will say, if someone's being a fucking idiot, you're being a fucking idiot. But the problem is that 
most people aren't that way. So yes, all your friends on social media agreed with you, but people say, oh, look at the for- look at the online forum, look at the Facebook posts, all that. Social media is v- uh, makes everybody acclimatized to complaining and to criticism because it makes it so much easier. It's great when you just throw in two sentences and say everybody, especially politicians, are idiots, and you can get a heck of a lot of likes and retweets by saying that. Yep. It's a lot tougher to say. I think our benevolent overlords at City Hall are just have our best interests in mind, and you just find that a heck of a lot more rarely. Mm. The complaint from the bingo hall, mm. I'm pretty sure they're already being evicted from the long shots area already. No, but, no, uh-huh. I, uh, they're, um, I thought they were with the bottle opener? With the, oh, yeah, right there. Um, they, uh, the landlord has put the land up for sale. Right, because I know they approached the Legion thing. to move bingo there. Because what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the bingo, bingo, the bingo has lady approached the Legion to go move their bingo process or events there. So yeah. it was interesting to hear her complain on the expropriation. Yeah. Although, to be fair, that block is probably. Was she speaking on behalf of the business or was she speaking on behalf of a resident? I think she just wanted to raise awareness for mm-hmm. charities yep. and money. And Mayor, Mayor Blake was very nice when she said, So we're not really here to yeah, talk not, about we're not that. I you. appreciate yeah. your, your concern, but. Yeah. yeah. And I think, does the arm already own the old Mrs. B's? Yes. They That's why they that, moved. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they own it, though. I thought they took that whole parking lot, like the one yeah. by Harden Street. That's all municipality owned. Well, the Twin Pines still has a for sale sign on the, the lot. Yeah, but so did the theater for a long yeah. time. And when did, did anyone know officially when the city bought that? I, heard, I thought it, they just condemned it. No, it had for sale on it for a long time, but our people yeah. were trying to tell me that when they inquired about it, they were like, no, it's not for sale. Well, I, I but, can tell they're doing a great job of communication. <laughs> when do they, do they buy this or that? Yeah. Good, thing they're, good thing they're not spending our money or anything like that. Well, I mean, they're only spending, what, about 13% of our money at... I think eighty-seven percent or something like that is from the oil sands. So, still, <laughs> if I pay one cent to you, you've got accountability that to, is the very public, true. to the public. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm and you will get one cent. So with you, wow. <laughs> well, no. So, like I said, we're all in agreement that the city really fucked up with the, with the communication. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping well, they really want to. I hope they learn from I think that. Their hands were a little tied on what they could say at what point. Yes, but the thing is, we did eventually find out what they were able to say right. when they put out that those frequently asked questions on the city center McMurray those website. Were terrible. But you know what? It was a heck of a lot more than they had done up to that point. I like, agree. for example, saying we have four companies that are interested in this. Now, let me tell you, I've got a piece of paper here. Let me get the sound effect. <laughs> piece of paper He's here. holding up it's an funny, iPad. during the break, he was like, remind me to say this. First thing right off the bat. I got this paper. This is the request, this is the request for interest that the city put out. And Ooh. they got seven companies to reply, and they made a short list of four, the first of which, and actually by the time this airs, we'll have put three of them on MyMcMurray.com exclusively. Cheap plug. For, and not that I work for them or anything like that. They're just a great, great website. Um, you see, I hadn't dropped the F-bomb earlier on. I would have associated myself with them, but I did, so I'm not. Um, we don't judge at the dining room tables. I appreciate that. Free. Thank Feel you. Free. Finally, a judgment-free zone in Fort McMurray. Um, but the request for interest went out in 2011. For an arena that was aimed to open in the fall of 2013. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's when the initial... So So they have... But my point is that they have known for an awfully long time there were four companies interested. And yet, how many people did you have either tell you or you saw them say, you have no idea if a company's going to want to build an arena downtown? And from the very beginning, the city could have said, yes, we do. Four companies. Yeah. Sorry, that seven companies. Dying to. Seven companies yeah. want to. Four are qualified to. We have our pick of the litter when it comes to who's going to build this arena. But they just sat around and didn't do anything. And then all of a sudden, these frequently asked questions come out, and it's, oh my God, there are four companies that are interested. I wouldn't have even looked into it if they hadn't finally publicized that. But they could have publicized it 
months and months ago. That was the mistake. They waited too long to say the things they could say. Now, do you guys think that this is a whole big play on words game? Like, when did the C-carp or C-carp or whatever one wants to call this, when did that come out? That was late 2010. Oh, no, that, didn't, that passed in my time frame here. So that was Early, after, yeah. that was 2012 Early it passed. 11? No, no. When, when did the actual I moved final he, draft? I moved that, plan came, that plan came out, like, I think you moved here when? July 2011. And they were doing the um, engagement sessions late that year for the downtown redevelopment, for the CCARP. They hadn't even finished their municipal development plan. Remember, the MDP yeah, the is, MD, the, is the, the broad overriding, yeah. overriding. Yeah. the C. CCARP just controls, or downtown. doesn't control, but yeah, the lower Dictates town site. the downtown. Well, sorry, you've got the lower town site plan and the CCARP, the city center being that area, McDonald Avenue down to, I think it goes down so to So the final draft came out February 2012. Okay. Yeah? Wow. Okay. I was, <laughs> I thought for sure that was late, early 2011 or late 2010. Okay. Uh, I still don't think that doesn't really throw my argument. The point is, <laughs> maybe I'm not saying it did. I'm not saying it did. No, no. I'm, in my, I'm, I'm fighting my own head in my own head right now. Yeah. The what was list? What's listed in that seco? A ton of stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. It's it's. It's not uh, parking is listed. It's in. not consumer or reader friendly. Like it's not a bunch of big diagrams of what people's used to. I guess like uh, I'm talking the commoner. I guess because I really had to fucking look. C spot run in his new downtown park. <laughs> C spot get his ball in his new downtown park. Uh, but no, a lot of the stuff that people were complaining about was listed in this plan that's been published since February 2012. Here's the basic argument of the vast majority, and I don't mean all because I mentioned you guys like Kim Wolf Ryan. Tatinger, they're the kind of people you could talk to about this issue for an hour and get a lot of very reasonable arguments against it. But the vast majority have a set of logic that goes something like this. I didn't read, bother to read the plan, thus there is no plan. Yeah, the our Sny argument. Yeah, I mean, and then once you finally had the waterfront redevelopment, people come up and say, "No, we're not getting rid of float plane access to the Sny. We're doing this." Yeah. Oh well, you can't. Yeah, you can't put a marina over here. Well, no, we're going to insert the a break. We're going to we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna put in a breakwater. It's like, yeah. Well, what do you know? <laughs> well, we have degrees in these sorts That's of things what I hate, and so yeah. on. But a lot everybody's of an amateur urban planner. It's yeah, so much fun because I we all pl- said that. we all played SimCity as kids. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And it's it's great to think that you know when it comes to expropriating, you just what the, what the city. I mean, what is the city doing right now? They're clicking the bulldozer tool on SimCity. <laughs> yeah. There's the Can Hotel. <laughs> click on it. Kaboom! Kaboom. There, it goes. there it goes. Right when rezoning is just a click and drag kind of process. Change the colors. We want to go from like dark red to light blue. Exactly. <laughs> now and all of a sudden you get the civic. You click on your civic building and. And you go uh, downtown arena and plop there it is it's just right there that's how it works right and that's what makes us all think that we can plan the city oh, better the than people who are into urban meter, parking meters up exactly well it's just like this property tax thing that came out a little while ago sim city 2000 i remember taught me basic economics because every time you clicked up on the tax button you'd hear boo <laughs> every time you clicked down on the tax button you'd hear yay so, yeah pretty much Every, I'm just saying. Oh, episode 67. Welcome to SimCity, folks, because <laughs> yeah. this is fucking priceless. Well, no, you know what? That brings up a good point. We basically have that here. We have the opportunity to totally build whatever it is that we want. Yep. And apparently, this is what we want, right? And it's just that it's now in a format that not a lot of people have. 
probably red. Well, uh, going back to what I was saying, like I remember the surveys for the C-Carp. I don't remember being called that at the time. I remember someone was, I remember filling out a survey for downtown redevelopment. I remember this. Yes. And when those frequently asked questions came out, everyone was saying, the frequently asked questions are bold-faced lying. I'm like, read them out to me. Word for word. Read mm. it out loud. And we actually said it on last week's podcast that everyone heard, where they said they're bold-faced lying because they said um, studies were done in whatever the year was, time frame was, for the city center redevelopment plan. And I'm like, yes. It wasn't a specific study for a downtown arena. It was a specific study to revitalize their downtown core. And exactly what that entails, they even break it down into sections where quite literally, I forget, uh, I think they call it the essential city urban center section of downtown. They even list in that plan where they're like, we recommend arena or rec- arena entertainment complex go yep. between uh, west of Franklin Avenue and, and uh, Morrison. Morrison. And, yeah. like they gave it out right in that plan, which has been published yep. since February of 2012. Yeah, but at the same time, when you're talking about taking land away from somebody that they purchased and giving them no choice, right? This goes on to a big debate that I did. Just quickly, and also paying them an exorbitant sum of money and attendance and and relocation compensation. Here here are your large bags of money with dollar signs on the front, but at the same time, it's it's not, it's against your will, right? At least show that you've done your work. Remember back in school when you're doing your math and you can say, well, no, the answer's 42. And you're, teacher's like, yeah, prove it. That, that that's I think that um, a lot of the people who are having their their land taken away would probably say if you've shown me you've done your homework and you've done it right then okay I'm still unhappy but I'm willing to live with it I think a reasonable reasonable person whose livelihood is on the line they're gonna argue it to as far as they can go and, and that's where I was flip-flopping like during this when when they when when I think it was Christine Burton that was asking about the delay and what would happen and the delay was I think they said six months which isn't that long it's the whole construction season agreed but like okay that's the time frame for a delay and in my head I'm like okay that doesn't sound too bad but what if they go through this whole long process and like they did their research they did their stuff they showed them the plant parking whatever and the owner or the landowner still didn't agree no, I don't want to do it. I don't want this. You're still stuck at that. You're still stuck at that point. And that's fine. But then you've actually shown. Look, we we thought about it here. We thought about it here. The study here doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make any sense. Doing Pennerwood Cano doesn't make any sense. This is why. Dot dot dot. Then all of a sudden, you pull away all the other supporters that are like rah rah rah. The municipality, you're not being transparent. You're not yeah. doing your homework. Although I did get a copy of a feasibility study they did into what to do as far as facilities in Abrams Land goes. A lot of people are saying, there's, I'm sorry, there's no room in Timberley to build an arena. People, people think that they see all these trees and they think, oh, there's lots of land to build on. No, no anybody who's even mildly informed about Fort McMurray knows there is barely any land They're to build right anything the border. on. Right? They yeah. build literally a backyard. It's yeah. against the border of the lease. Exactly. So a, a study was done and they decided Abrams Land is the perfect place to put a recreation center, which is exactly what they're going to do. Yep. Between the two, it makes a heck of a lot more sense to put a rec center on the north side than it does to put an arena on the north side and a rec center downtown because mm-hmm. you have Mac Island already downtown. That's the whole point. Downtown needs to offer you everything. North of the bridge needs to have specific foods. family. Blah, blah, exactly, blah. and that's why North Parsons, if it ever actually comes on stream, is going to do a huge thing to uh, make up with the lack of retail that we have up here. Yeah, the thing is, we're so far behind. That's why a six month delay is very different here than it would be in London, Ontario, or Kingston, Ontario. Because in Kingston, it did get delayed a bunch of times, partially because the company was incompetent, and well, they're also bidding for this one here. But that's not that's not a big issue. Um, <laughs> but here, don't forget because 2016, and and Blake mentioned it very. Uh, Mayor Blake mentioned it pretty, uh, pretty. 
prominently, that is the time when all of these camp workers who right now are up there for construction jobs start to transfer over into operational jobs. And you need to have that draw to bring people downtown at that point, 2016. 63 will be twinned. The Mac Island expansion will be finished. So many things will be done. Online, yeah. This is the year. 2016 to me is the year for Fort McMurray. Yeah. And that's why, again, we still might not have this done until early 2017. Yeah. And that's why they couldn't afford another year. That's more realistic in my eyes. But no, you're right. And that's a very good point that a lot of people, I didn't even put that two and two together. To me, I just know uh, suburban area is a bad place for arena. Why? I live right next to one. And I absolutely hate game nights. Mm-hmm. Love going to the games. I love having the ability to walk to the games. But like literally, I think, it, I can't remember if we actually aired it on last week. Like Quite literally, there's been times where the games would get interrupted saying, the uh, driver of so-and-so license plate, your yeah. car has rolled off the hill you're parked on that's not a parking lot it's and it's now playoffs, blocking yep. traffic. Like, to me, like, that that's stupid. And yep. I don't know, like, I often, like, the biggest well, complaint in NHL right now is the biggest problem with Phoenix. The arena's not anywhere near downtown. It's not in Phoenix. It's Glendale. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Miami. The, the, the arena's in Sunrise. It's Ottawa? Not, it's not where, Ottawa, there you go, right? But yeah, they don't have attendance issues, though. <laughs> Do they? Uh, I've been to it. No, but the problem is that it it doesn't help anything else. Because I've been to a game at Scotiabank Place. Mm. You go there into one of the giant parking lots outside the rink. You go to the game, then you leave. You don't stick around and buy dinner. You don't stick around and go to the bar. There's nothing else to do. And you can't because you can't – the public transit access isn't all that good either. So (laughs) the point is that if you have it up in Timberlake, the other point that's being made very well, and a guy who's been trying to drive this one into people's heads is Nolan Hockness, saying we're not building for today's Fort McMurray. No, that's what I was saying. The Fort McMurray of 2016. And I can't remember who it was at the council meeting that finally made the very well could have been but the point was that people are saying build it up in timberley because that's where people live yes that's where people live right now but where's most oh. of the expansion coming saline creek downtown the airport lands mm-hmm. um where the quarry ridge golf course is right now that's going to be the gateway district mm-hmm. there's gonna be a huge expansion in the south are those should those people have to drive to timberley for an entertainment district yeah. And you can't fit an entertainment district in Timberlake. No. It would be just an arena and nothing else. Yeah. You've got to have a holistic view of these sorts of things. And downtown is the perfect place for your entertainment district to be. And that was one thing I was trying to make clear in like my blog posts and my all my online arguments and like discussions I had in person was that this concept that we're thinking of for a downtown arena is part of the larger scale. It's not going to be that arena uh, right as down. You see God down no. as it is no. now. God it's no. going to be part of the skyscrapers that's going to be there. It's going to be part of the Civic Center that's going to be just right down the street. to on Franklin the, Square? Franklin is, Now, is Franklin Square that middle piece on this conceptual drawing? Or is Franklin Square something completely separate? I don't think we've had it released yet exactly. I don't think no one's going. even said it. I know the Civic Center is going to go near that pedestrian bridge to the south. Civic Center is going where Borealis Park is. Isn't Franklin Square supposed to be on the opposite side of City building? Hall? Which is where I thought, right where this is. Or the no. Hexen? Oh, yeah, by the... the um, What's it called? Sorry. What's that building called? Hardly. The one in the Borealis? Opposite side no. of City Hall? Yeah. That's where I work. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, on the other side, right across by Boomtown. Um... There's like a dental clinic, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. Pinkneys. Yeah. Franklin and Hart. Oh, Ooh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, one other thing. Stuff we've heard about, never seen anything with yet. God, I wish I owned land downtown. The first yes. time I listened to your podcast, you had Jerry and Nolan on this program, and you guys were convinced Franklin Square was going to be at Franklin and Morrison, where we now know the arena is, is going, going to be. be. So yeah, I, don't, I don't even know if the arena is actually going there at this no. point. I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anyone over 30 to begin with, but still. Well, <laughs> so how, old are, how old are you? Not revealing that in a recorded <laughs> medium right now. How old do you think I am? I do have the dulcet tones of a 64-year-old, so let's just assume that's what it is. The uh, You're right, and that's very much like everyone 
one says, oh, that arena looks stupid. It's a conceptual drawing, right? And a lot of the things that's going to come with uh, for the transportation plan, parking, all that kind of stuff, is when they actually start doing architectural schematics of the building after they do a... Uh, once they put a plan together. Once yep. it's the... <laughs> well, for, for people who are listening and don't that's understand... That's still that one cleanly, folks. <laughs> but that, that's the thing. And I, I kind of feel bad about this because people try to emphasize that we put those drawings up on My McMurray that today had them as well. Yeah. And people assume that's the plan for the arena. It's going to look like that. Yeah. But that, it was, it was what's called a block And talk. those colors, definitely. Right? Oh, my God. They clash. They clash. It's so gauche. But anyway, um, the, the point is that that was part of the expropriation hearing because the city had to prove an arena would fit on that block yeah. and I still have people coming up to me and saying no way they're going to fit an arena on that block I think to myself these very high these very experienced architects are saying that you can fit one onto this block like, I think they know what they're talking about but tons of people have said to me there's no way they're going to be able to do it but this is why you have the request for proposals yes. the RFP will go out this month those four companies assuming they're all still interested which Ron Taylor says they are will put together detailed proposals of what exactly they're going to build but and then they're is, going to pick one yeah but this is where I was talking about too like one thing Ron Taylor said was the process yes why don't you have a plan right now we need the land first to go to the RFPs RF with the RFPs come the transportation plans right with the RFPs no with the RFPs the developer come, has to provide those yes yes partially yeah but, well uh, it's it's nice and complicated like everything like everything <laughs> to do with this is but no you need that well you need those the, those proposals to come in before you know anything about what the what the arena is actually going to look like. But to get those proposals, you need the land, which is what Ron Taylor was saying. According, according, according to, to him. him, so that right? was his opinion. But no, and his legal counsel. I'll okay. give him that too. Right. Uh, who was referred to as the lawyer? Yes, right? the lawyer. Yeah, and well, you Madam had lawyer. lawyer, Madam <laughs> Lawyer, lawyer with thirty years experience said you need the land first, and the other lawyer with thirty five years experience said you no. didn't need. It. Now I'm not yeah. going to say a five year difference in experience means anything, and that's just a, a quick side note. Yeah. I'm sure everybody at this point is sick of people starting. Every speech with I've lived in Fort McMurray for X years, which was my point. Anybody, anybody else sick of that? But yeah. I'm thinking I was this close to getting up there and just doing a sarcastic speech and just saying, "My name is Tyler King, and I've lived here for 142 years. Thus, my opinion is more important than yeah. everybody else." Well, I love that guy that said, "I've lived here for 47 hours." Yeah, that was great. That was I great. love that and, honesty. And he talked about Nanaimo, and he, he knew Ron Taylor. He knew his, what is it? He knew his uh, reputation. I think is what he said. Yeah, yeah. So. We listened to okay. Well, I don't even know where we're at. The story. Well, we were at, we were at talking about how the, the, they need the land before they can have the plan. this right. whole RFP from his perspective. Yes, which he was hired to handle this project, was yep. he not? Now this goes down to uh, Phil Mars' epic, epic speech and called him a hired gun. And I know you mentioned that too the, when we first sat down, Matt. What's your opinion on that? Like to me, the way I looked at it, to call someone a hired gun, do you only have to grow before McMurray in order to develop this place? Not at all. Okay, so I, I, then I'm lost at what he was saying. I think he's bringing him in just for this project and then expects him to go home. Yeah, right. Is that wrong though? He's fly in, fly out. Well, well he's uh, a consultant. He's the yeah. professional planner. He's not he's here an expert. To, yeah, you he's don't not here to manage the arena. Oh, so you're saying a hired gun wasn't a negatory a negative no, term? No, but oh, oh no, it, it totally was. Oh, it, it totally in was. That, in that in specific that context, case, it was. Oh, but okay. like, because he's saying, you know, you're not a part of this community. You don't understand the community. Phil started talking about the oil barons. I think maybe you jumped in. Who, who was it that he jumped did. in after Phil that said the reason uh, Phil Mar- And Phil Mar, I respect the hell out of the guy, but he goes and says, uh, apparently being the expert on this community, 
just I have to I have to be completely honest about it. He goes and says he the reason the, the reasons the oil the reason the oil barons are successful is because there are local kids on the team, and you won't get that with a professional team. I it's all, on Twitter they're, they're, they're all Europeans. Well, that's wrong on a couple of levels. A, a don't try to tell me an AHL team isn't going to outdraw the oil barons. Like, come on, I call games for the oil barons. I know that's going to be the case. And two, there's only one local player on the oil barons right now, at and he most. plays fourth line minutes. Kyle, yeah. 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 But if if you look at you know from Phil's perspective, he's looking over his entire yeah. time while he's been he up here, Dylan and he looks and, at oh, back. yeah one or two at a time. Yeah, it's yeah. never been a team. It hasn't been a team of local since the eighties. I don't know, but I'm a hockey fan. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I love our Barons. Shocked. <laughs> like I don't look at the Barons and try to figure out where the players from. Like no. that, that's not my concern. Absolutely, they wear not. Barons colors. Couldn't care less. If January doesn't work that way anymore. From Toronto. Okay. Yeah, seven months of the year they're. Fort McMurrians, and I'm, I'm, I'm just I was I looked to know where Phil's head uh, head was at on, on that one. Don't get me wrong, like he was very passionate, and to me he brought up some excellent points that I want some information on. Is where the hell did that petition and letters of support come from? I don't think anybody yeah. knew. It could have been a concerned citizen so just dropped. Glenn, fuck so, it, the CEO did had no idea. So how does that appear in front of counselors? To me, that was bad. I yeah. I totally agree. I'm wouldn't really glad that vote. no, it wouldn't have. But I'm really glad that was brought up. There's a couple other things which I can't talk about which totally smell bad i know i wish i could i have to ask permission first but there's some bizarre things that happened that i was getting on facebook and social media on private messages Mm. and it was just totally bizarre so just more questions there's no question in my mind that before the meeting somebody or some people associated with the city made as many calls as they could to say we need people to come to this meeting and say good things about the arena yes i got i'm telling you right now on the show i got one of those yeah so and uh, but to me there's nothing a there's nothing wrong with that and b i don't think it made the difference Uh, i agree uh, agree. council meetings are and again this is i'm not saying this because of fort mcmurray i'm saying this because every market i've been in political open meetings public hearings information sessions are always where the opponents go it was the same thing with the Snipe sessions and the Save Our Snipe people were angry they didn't get to stand up at a microphone and yell at people because you don't go there for information. You get the hyper engaged. That's one of the things why I said in my blog post. I was like, don't take the silence for people like the – I forget how I worded it now. But basically I said it in the last podcast where they said it in Thor. Now we're going to get geeky. Yeah. Don't, mistake my, uh, don't mistake my appetite for apathy. Don't mistake mm. my silence for you – know, wait, yep. I just yeah. said that wrong again. Sure. I think that's what I'm to say. You can edit this later yeah. so it sounds yeah, I, I awesome. I sound a lot better because I probably <laughs> – so it comes out so cool. <laughs> I could probably just wrote myself off this fucking. Todd is uh, the most eloquent person I know. Oh, on dude, right. man, it's funny because yeah. in my head it sounds like so awesome with like oh, the yeah. score. He's actually out. wearing a tuxedo right now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'll say it on the show. Like, but I didn't take it that way. Like, people were telling me you got to come down and, and show your support and counsel. Mm. But I didn't take it as this was a ditch effort to really try to get us over the top. To me, it was just like this is going to be a real hot issue. Yeah, come on down to the council because it's going to get intense. Yep. But now that you guys say that, like I'm just in my head, I'm just like shit. Maybe this was a last ditch effort to try to yeah. garner some support. But no one asked me to sign any fucking petitions. But like, like I said on Twitter, I probably would have signed it. But no one asked me to. They just said come down to council. I, so I thought it was interesting that there was the my community my voice poll that was running um, at that the, at that time. So oh, someone yeah, told me about it. Sign, and I'm like, yeah. hey, Twitter, can you help me out? What what the what was that all about? I think when I looked at it, it was like a hundred and something people were saying, no, this is terrible. And like only 20 people were saying, yay. Yeah. Right. It was like, to me, it was skewed. Like uh, the people that were in support of this whole project, like even the expropriation factor and all that kind of stuff was definitely few and far between online. Mm-hmm. I'll go out and say that right openly. I thought a lot of people were misinformed, 
big time. A lot of people didn't yeah. bother reading the plan. A lot of people making their own assumptions. Oh, this won't work because I don't think so. Hearsay. And yeah. I've and I found I've, I find I've always been like this. I've, I've said it very openly too with the whole Save Our Night is. I'm not a geologist. I'm not a, a water expert. I don't pretend to know all that stuff. But if you got someone, a city planner, that went to school for this kind of stuff, that's telling me it'll work, I'm going to believe you or that person over someone that drives a haul truck that uh, flies full plane hobby. Is it not the exact same reason? Am I wrong in that is what I'm asking you No, guys. because is it not the exact same rationale that those who defend this community use when they're defending, for example, um, reclamation efforts in the oil sands? When they say, well, Joe McGee in downtown Toronto who, you know, volunteers for Greenpeace and doesn't know a damn thing about engineering, do I take your word about whether the amount of tailings ponds at Suncor are going to increase or decrease over the next 20 years? Or do I take the word of the engineer I just talked to who's up at Suncor working on reclamation technology right now. Yeah. We use that exact same argument all the time to defend this place that why don't you trust the people who know what they're talking about? And we don't mean blindly trust. We mean give Always some questions. credence. Yeah, Always we mean questions. give yeah. some legitimate credence to what they're saying as opposed to just assuming they're idiots, they're hired guns. The number of people who think that this city has gone out and paid millions of dollars, I'm sure it's got a total on that by now, to hire very, very qualified people yeah. from all across this country and outside of it as well to design a plan that apparently – I mean they're trying to compare Ron Taylor to Lyle Landley from The Simpsons. <laughs> sold monorails to Brockway. He comes in and says, I've sold arenas to Brockway, Ogdenville, and North Haverbrook, and by gum it put them on the map. Uh, Monorail. Monorail. Exactly. Monorail. <laughs> but here's the point is that if you go to the but communities – all cracked and broken. Right, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is Main Street is all cracked and broken too. But no, no, my point is look at the cities that are on Ron Taylor's resume. Is London, England saying, oh, that Ron Taylor, oh, he came in. Well, actually, they don't sound like that in London, England, but you know what I'm talking about. Or in Kingston, Ontario. Yes, there's still people that are bitter over the arena, but I point you to the attendance stats for concerts there. The fact that, you know, they have some of the best concert statistics of drawing events. Part of that's their location. We'll never be close to what Kingston has. Yeah. But they've gotten almost everything they possibly can down there, so, except for a good hockey team. So riddle me this. How is it that you're able to make a compelling argument for this guy, yeah. and the city hasn't been able to remove its head, or it appears, out of somewhere to say, yes, this is the guy? Maybe because they've never done it before. Maybe because this is uncharted territory for them. Or maybe they're overstretched when it comes to the communication side. Who runs the admin? Glenn. Yeah. Has Glenn done this before? Good point. Yeah, absolutely has. Well, and he's also used to the criticism kind of bowling over. But I don't know if he had – I'm not sure if he had more vocal politicians in Kingston that were more I in favor of what he tried to do. But it wasn't as ambitious a plan in Kingston. Does Kingston have a full-time council? Yes. Oh, sorry. No, no. Well, they're paid enough that they could, but most of them no. But is it more – Does Toronto have a full-time council? thought they did. No, I'm, I'm kind of making a joke. Oh. It's the same thing. He did not, but I'm um, sorry. It wasn't funny. But, so so here, here's the other piece that came out, right? So what's the budget going to be? It's like a billion dollars, right? Do we want... No, for, oh, the budget. Yes, sorry, this past budget was a billion RMWD, dollars. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so part-time council working on a billion dollar budget. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of... But you have a full-time CFO. Multinationals in, with that kind of... Yeah, but is it safe to say that to me is what it appeared? Is there a big disconnect between our council and city administration? No, I think they were pretty soundly briefed on on everything that they seem to know. I mean, and again, I'm not saying that I talked to a bunch of councilors beforehand and they were able to tell me details about the arena, like street level retail. 
that's something I always like to, to mention to people because they're saying we're getting a, made it pretty the friggin' the Francis Gene argument. Oh, they're going to lose property tax revenue. Yeah, which probably accounts the property taxes of those buildings. Not taking anything away from the one-story yeah. law firm and the A and W. The property tax from there probably accounts for zero point zero 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 one percent of the amount that they actually bring in. So, so a lot of the some of the counselors were talking about. So, what happens if we vote no and we kind of take some time to think about it? Yeah. And then the the argument back was saying, well, we've got to do it by this date, otherwise, you know, yeah. So, I think originally this was supposed to be on council the previous two weeks ago, right? No, the first two expropriations, the ones that weren't objected to, but then they right. said, okay, let's just get rid of all of them at one meeting. Okay. So, the fact that administration kind of handcuffs them to have to make a decision on that one night. I've got some questions about that. Part of that is the law, though, because no, I, I because they that. would have had to go through the whole objection process again, another hearing where you're responsible for the legal costs of the people who object to the expropriations. Yeah. So the point to counsel would have been, if you're going to vote against it, then you know why vote against it, and then you're just going to come back and expropriate all over again? Like, do you really think there's something massive, new, and exciting you're going to discover over the next few months? That's you're not going to convince the inquiry officer. Because you're not going to be able to redo studies for a project that doesn't have a proposal. Well, that's what I'm so, thinking, Matt. Is that where you like? Do you want proposals before the land was bought? I just want them to show proof, right? I, I just want them to to say this is the amount of effort we did. These are the different areas that we were really looking at. We made an honest, open, transparent yep. uh, kick at this, and it sucks. We're taking away your business. I get that. I'm really sorry. sorry. But for the greater good, we got to do this, right? Because like that—that's one thing that I was starting to not like. I, I didn't like that fact. Like I always said, expropriation sucks. It, it. I'm glad the city kind of like explained it, saying we did contact the landowners. If they didn't talk to the tenants, not our problem. Which to me is a good stance. No. No, I, I would say you make every effort. Even break the law, but you can't tell tenants that you're expropriating their land, lords. You just can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can't interfere with the land. And again, they, and you see the way you're reacting is probably the way they would react too, because right. it's oh man, we're going to look like a bunch of jackasses yeah. right now. And, yeah. But it's very so clear. used to the liability debate at work that I understood that aspect of it. it, it. It's very clear that um, most counselors were re- they seemed regretful that they yes. weren't able to be as open as they would like yes. to be. Um, they probably would have done things differently. Yeah. Mm. Um, but just quickly, sorry, because I didn't finish that, that point that yeah. I made before. Street-level retail. Just as an example of something that was never communicated to anybody. Yeah. But now we all know that that is part of the arena project. Well, the only reason I ever found out about that was talking to a counselor off of the record. I'm not going to say which one, yeah. but it, I ended up having to confirm it with a second one. Have you guys been told that there's going to be stores in this arena? Does he, he wear said, yeah, an orange hat? Uh, <laughs> and he said, and they both said... I neither confirm nor deny anything. What's the, what's the House of Cards uh, phrase again? You could say that. I couldn't possibly comment. Um, but no, and, and they said, yeah. And I thought, why aren't you guys saying this? Why aren't you guys out there saying why this? Why aren't you making be- it clear? Yeah. yeah. So the next question will be how much and without a proposal. Or well, and then Ron design. Taylor at the meeting. Ron Taylor at the meeting. Didn't he say 10,000 square feet of, 60, of retail? I thought it was 60,000, wasn't it? Well, whatever it was. Whatever it was. But yeah. he put a number on it. Is and he a specific developer? Doesn't he represent one of the four companies? No. No, no, he doesn't. Not anymore. But he just works for the municipality. But it, we're sitting there thinking, why? You can say this now, which means you could have said it before. Mm. Why did you not say it before? And they might say, Why well, it would affect make it the negotiations. Clear. It would affect this. It would affect that. Well, again, there are so many things that supposedly they couldn't talk about that all of a sudden they could when it became politically convenient for them to do it. Well, because so, the eyes were on. The eyes yeah. are on. Literally was focused on city council that night for the brutal seven hours it took. Right? Yeah. Well, and, and I would say that, you know, uh, 
the change is going to be really dramatic and huge downtown, right? Oh, yeah. And the eye is going to be oh, on yeah. uh, the administration pretty hard. One of the good uh, points that Glenn Loban's team made, and again, we, we didn't really uh, – people didn't necessarily put two and two together. Remember when Franklin Avenue was completely – was literally completely dug up and redone? Like, and for a long time, because I remember I worked downtown, it was a pain in the butt to get anywhere downtown. You had to take the detours around Franklin all the time. Yeah. Well, why the heck were they doing that? It wasn't just because our sewer system was old. They were completely redoing the underground utilities for so that so that downtown could support more. Yeah. Because you can't build you know a twenty story building where a one story building once was and just use the same pipes because yeah. it, it just doesn't work that no, way. I know there has been developments stalled downtown because they could the developers could not get the capacity. Or the permits because there was no capacity. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, and like everything, the way he phrases it, it's something that should have been done years and years ago. He talks like, same like with to retail, me, what same with everything. Like he talks because like, he even said it himself. He's like the plan has been available online. I thought he said it for a few years, but for whatever. Like the way it, it seems like that Ron literally thought every resident was reading that plan word for word, cover to cover. <laughs> No, to me, that's how he was talking, right? Because I'm not going to say the guy was wrong. It, it's, most of that stuff is in there. Yeah. But you're talking to residents of uh, any town that you need to make this stuff crystal clear. You need C-Spot run into a new arena. Oh, I don't – you're talking to a communications guy here. Absolutely. <laughs> you have to make this available in as many different formats, uh, in as many different languages, and at 24 hours a day, you should be able to find every single piece of information about this online or in person wherever. So, so guys, here's what I'm hoping is that now that they're going to be in a situation where they can say things, they're going to take that opportunity because up next, they're going to have this RFP out. They're going to have four companies probably – put together detailed proposals, and then they say, we're going to have more public consultation. And I don't mean... Of which <clears throat> proposal does the community want? Exactly. Yeah. But they are going to pick one that they're going to recommend. Yeah. But it's still up to council, technically, to pick what they whoever want. it is. I just hope they realize they've got some ground to make up with the public, and they just go nuts on consultation. I totally when it comes I to the next three months. More. Just I, I know, I know. <laughs> in the back of their heads, door. <laughs> in the back of their, I don't. I'm not kidding. I go absolutely crazy. Yeah. Make it so um, omnipresent, so ubiquitous. The consultation with people about this arena that everybody feels like they have a stake in it. Like everybody, yeah. even if you're stopping people on the street saying, "Hey, we're building an arena. You got any suggestions?" Like even somebody on a street corner doing that will add way more value than what they've done yep. up to this point. And I know it sounds like a waste of money to people. It doesn't sound like a good use of uh, taxpayer money. But the simple fact is, if you do that, you can have long-lasting effects, and that sets you up golden for the next few years. In that you can say, "We went crazy to make sure people got what they wanted or in understood arena. what was coming or what was happening." Exactly. Right? Well, we have a page of facts. <laughs> right, and it's the, on our website. Fort McMurray sh- almost has to force pe- feed people information. But, I don't think that's just Fort Matt. I think that's human nature in general. Yeah, yeah. For, for, like, we're so busy these public, days. Yeah. 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 Like, there's always going to be the person that will read that cover to cover and probably do it in ten minutes. But yeah. like, you know, I mean, as a as a general, I don't know about ten minutes. <laughs> it, it's ninety six pages long. Right? <laughs> I know it's pretty big, but no, like you're always like as a as a public as a society, we're really literally only as strong as our weakest people, right? Yeah. So you gotta you got to cater to them to make sure the broad spectrum understands it. We try in the media, obviously, to, to, to sort of condense this stuff. Mm. But it's amazing. For example, how many people, when they were complaining about traffic, continued to say there's only one road through downtown. Franklin Avenue is the only road through downtown. Yeah. And how many times did I have to stand up and scream... Have you looked along the sny and the fact they are building Prairie Loop Boulevard to be a four-lane throughway 
through the entirety of downtown. Yeah. And there were people who didn't believe me. <laughs> and I remember the council meeting where they passed borrowing $30 million to build that extension, and we reported on it. And I thought to myself, okay, we're good. Everybody knows now that they're extending the <laughs> loop around. <laughs> but there's the thing. If people don't listen, they don't read the website. We, we put it out in as many forms as we possibly could. It was the only interesting thing to come out of that council meeting. And so I thought, this affects everybody. We'll make it our top story. We'll go nuts. We'll run out audio from it and everything. And still people didn't know. So from a media perspective, there's only so much we can do. That's why it's the city's responsibility to yeah. make that stuff omnipresent. Yeah. When you go to woodbuffalo.ab.ca, nothing jumps out at you. You have to access it yourself. When you go to Wood Buffalo, when they launched the city center McMurray branding, they had a Twitter account that didn't tweet that had barely any followers. They had a website that had barely any information on it. That's just not how you do it. No, it's right. You're, you you're 100% to, right. You have to go over the top. You're 100% right. You're, a total, you're nailing it, right? Yeah. That's the thing. That's what we're doing now with My McMurray, with the way we're covering the arena story, is we are trying to go over the top in our coverage of both sides so that nobody can say they were left out in the dark about what the information was. But again, we're constricted by our format. We can't dedicate an entire website to the downtown mm-hmm. redevelopment. We can't, we can't dedicate an hour-long show or an hour-long podcast to the downtown redevelopment. But you sure as heck can do that if you're the government. You sure you as heck people being paid for it. You sure as heck can put up YouTube videos yep. and just have somebody standing in front of the old oil sands hotel and saying, "You know what we're going to have here in a few years? Let me tell you what, what? we're going to have you here." Click in a the few bulldozer years. button and it goes away. <laughs> but for God's sake, not only that, this doesn't just go for the downtown redevelopment. This goes okay, for the great. province. The exact same communications problem they were having with Highway 63. How many people knew just offhand that the Grant McEwen Bridge was going to curl underneath the Athabasca River Bridge and come to the mouth of Franklin Avenue? How many people just knew that without being told by somebody who knew <laughs> <No>. somebody? <laughs> Nobody. So why is there not on that horribly done Alberta transportation page about 63 that's like a big glob of text you're supposed to read? Why not? A YouTube video, an image or something that says the Highway 63 of tomorrow. Right. Right now, you see this bridge that's being taken down? When this thing is done, it's going to do this. Why the heck wouldn't you do that? It's not rocket science, but it's the kind of extra effort over-the-top communication that nobody wants to do anymore. And if they did, they'd be a hell of a lot more successful. You're walking to Mac Island and you have to go through a gauntlet of expansion plans before you can even get to the front desk. Yes. That's the proper way to do it. Mac Island, because, well, I think Mac Island learned their lesson. Because I'll tell you one thing, that first, well, you were around for the expansion. Mm. That wasn't well communicated. That was not well communicated. <laughs> so they learned from it. They understood that, why is everyone getting so mad at us? Do they know what's coming here? This well, time no. It's a city. This time it's McDonald Island, the business yeah. that's running the information yeah. yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it's still a good model to look at, right? Like, right. they've learned from their mistakes. The city even bailed them out more than a few times, which is what was the prime reasoning why this, one of the prime reasons why this whole uh, arena debate came to a forefront in the, in the city council and how it got passed was, we did this for Mac Island. Why not yeah. do it for now, right? The difference for Mac Island, the advantage that they have, it's not an excuse, but it's a mitigating factor, is that they already own the land for yeah. the expansion. So they, yeah. didn't, they didn't have those legal concerns. Mm-hmm. But look at, for example, the YouTube video they have of the fly-through of Shell Place. Nobody can watch that video and not think to themselves, holy this is gonna look awesome. God, this is going to kick ass. Yeah. Yep. But there's no reason the province couldn't do that with Highway 63. That's right. And just say, here's a photo of 63 right now. Here's what 63 looks like going through Wandering River. Like, come on, that place, that friggin' road looks like a death trap when you're going through Mariana Lake and Wandering River. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, that's where so many of the deaths happen. Yeah. Then you say, here's what it's going to look like when it's twin. Yeah. Here is what, and why did the most recent twin stretch of highway come out of nowhere? Mm. It wasn't supposed to open for another year, and then all of a sudden, all right, it's done. Yeah. 
Why not? Hey, it's going to be done early. Hey, it's going to be done in two weeks. Hey, it's going to be done in a week. Hey, it's done. You miss all these opportunities when you don't do something like that. The same with the city center redevelopment. I'm not asking you to say, here's what the arena is going to look like, but I am asking you to say, here are the types of buildings we have downtown right now. Here's what we want to have. Right. Bingo. Here's the plan. Here's what we want to strive for. Which is in that CCARP or however you want to pronounce it, right? But you need it in a different format. No, you're right. You you need not to scroll through 96 pages. Although it is pretty. I mean, some of the diagrams. Some of the diagrams are very colorful. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you sound very enthralled about that. <laughs> well, there, I mean, I'm speaking specifically about oh, yeah, the face plan, on that but... one was fucking awesome. <laughs> like, the, I don't know, even the waterfront redevelopment plan I thought was really, really good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And well, that, that still was, was almost was 20 pages, right? But that never became clear to people until they had that info session at Mac Island, coincidentally. Yep. And what did they do? They pulled a page out of Mac Island's book and had the interactive displays that said, here's what you're going to see. And how many people... notes on it. Todd, you and I were both there. How many people did you see coming in? And you could sort of tell there was some hesitation. There was a little... Probably people who came in... The mob turned into a small group pretty quick. And how quickly did they look and they thought... Oh my god, this is pretty cool. Yeah. This is pretty awesome. This isn't a complete cluster they had F people at all. They're asking questions. They had people there that came. I had to turn people away because people kept coming up to me. What do you think? What do you what's your thoughts? People were coming up, they all had name tags. It was a proper session. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a proper thing. Yep. Like you said, it, it may sound stupid to go as far as stopping people on the street, but you can definitely advertise a place. Come check out. We'll have to answer any question that you want to ask. And have Ron Taylor there. Hey, look at that. A person but, that's designing this. And this is what they have to do once they get this consultation after they get the RFP done. That is exactly what they need to start doing with this project. But it's not just that. So we now have Wi-Fi and all the diversified buses, right? So you need to be able to engage the citizens of this area when they're... They want to When be. they want to, right? Yep. So there needs to be a, a full electronic kind of rollout as YouTube's well. YouTube's amazing. It, it is. It doesn't work on diversified buses, but hey, really? you know, well, not when they're full. It's Oh, because everyone, no. everyone's on it. it. Yeah. The Barons are on a diversified bus. You call that internet? That's yeah, like... it's uh, like... Mm, yeah. I don't know about you guys. Send an email. So it takes about five minutes. My but. plan's six gigs. I use... I use, I use signal everywhere I go. Good point. Good idea. Good so, idea. Was so, the waterfront development plan that visual before the Save Our Sny nope. black blash? So it was a response. Yeah. Absolutely. Positively. But as a response, they identified. Why didn't they keep doing it? They did a great job of it. They did. They killed that opposition quicker. Than, like There were radio ads going, opposing, closing access to the SNI, and then how quick did that die down once they understood the power of communication? And that's the thing is these, these papers I hold in my nicotine-stained fingers, as I'm again trying to get the sound effect going, were crafted in 2011. And some of the things that they include are... The time frame they're expecting it to take to build the arena, and not only that, but let me read from you, when they made a request for interest, the project will provide a new 7,000 or more seat indoor regional event center, including a performance arena, convention and conference facilities, hotel, retail outlets, restaurants, box office, and related residential slash business components. That's a fun little laundry list of things I would love to have at Franklin and Morrison and things that, yes, if you dig into the CCARP, you will find references to that, to more retail, multi-use building, stuff like that. It was so specific here when they sent this out in 2011 to companies to say, who wants to build this? Mm. They eventually had to make it public because they tabled it as part of the expropriation hearing. Mm. So they knew that hearing was coming up. I think they didn't expect the media was going to find out about the expropriation hearing, but then it got out and... If they had made this kind of information public beforehand, knowing they were going to need to make it public eventually, they, they would have been ahead of the curve. Ahead of people, a lot of people, way ahead of the curve. And how did the media find out? Excellent question. I guess we just have some amazing secret sources. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. 
Secret sources. So again, that's what it comes down to. Ouija it's about board. who you know. You know what I mean? Or who wants to tell us? Right. And there were people who. And you can, okay, it's pretty obvious to guess what sort of. It wasn't the municipality that leaked that to us. What what happened with the with the hearing? But those folks had an interest in it, and I still yep. couldn't believe that the city necessarily didn't see it coming. They did respond to it fairly well. I mean, they got us Ron Taylor. We got to ask him questions and things like that. But the whole time, all I could do is think to myself when he's saying we've got companies interested, blah blah blah. blah why isn't this out there well, right who? now? Yeah. Why isn't it on the website? Why is it a secret? Absolutely. And again, they, they will tell you. It was the same thing with the Oil Sands Hotel yeah. when they were telling us we can't comment. I thought to myself, well, guys, if you're going to do the whole we can't comment kind of thing, you've got to get better at keeping secrets because <laughs> you guys suck at it. I am sorry. Who didn't know they were buying the Oil Sands Hotel? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. But they were still out there saying, well, we can't comment because uh, you know transactions still uh, underway and blah, blah, blah. You know what? Make the people you're negotiating with, if you're offering them a Work boatload faster. of money, uh, well, offer the owner of the Oil Sands Hotel, say he's got to sign a, uh, a confidentiality agreement or something yeah. like that. Mm. Keep it from getting out if you actually want to keep it secret. Once it's out, don't it's out. don't play us like we're stupid. Yeah. Which unfortunately was pretty well the way it went when it came to the Oil Sands Hotel. It started that way with the overall redevelopment, and finally they got I think halfway there by revealing some info. They just got to go full bore, and that's what I'm hoping happens once they get the RFP out of the way. Because mm. even if the RFP out of the way, you're still only talking about one very oh, I don't want to call it minor, but one component of a very large. Large redevelopment plan. Well, there's a the thing. They had that little um, poster up there at the council meeting that had the <laughs> transportation corridor. Yep. And one of the things I was I've talking about. That. That's in the plan. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was talking to one of the, the communications people. Station. Yeah. I was talking to one of the communications people and said. Uh, Great graphic. Yeah. But I said, where's the, um, where, where's the civic center supposed to go again? And he said, oh, it's supposed to go up right here. And he pointed to a particular place on the map. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, where all these businesses uh, are right there? <laughs> no, no, no. It was, oh. it was wide open. It was oh, wide okay. open. And like I said, it was right, it was right beside the pedestrian bridge to the Sny. It's, and yeah, I thought to myself, center, it's poor Alice, yeah. why the hell is that not no. public? Now, I'm not trying to say publicly available. There's lots that's publicly available. To me, there's a difference between public availability and public prominence. Yeah. We shouldn't have to go hunting for these kinds of things. No. And it's just not a difficult thing to say... Here's what we can tell you. We can't tell you where Franklin Square is going because maybe they're still talking to the dentist. They don't know. Yeah. We couldn't tell you where the arena was because we were still talking to diggers. Mm. But we can tell you, here's where this thing is going to go. Mm. Nothing wrong with that because if you can tell me at the council meeting, you sure as heck can tell everybody. Yeah, no, good, good point. We didn't start it with, hey, by the way, this is off the record because yeah. otherwise I, well, I still would have reported it. But anyway. <laughs> so I, I'm looking at page 55 of the CCARP, right? Yeah. So um, there's a couple things I'd like to ask questions about one the really really dark red colors is unlimited height yep so yeah. i'm pretty sure we're still bound to, to physics but um, <laughs> you know, I, no this is where they put the popsicle stick skyscraper <laughs> right. and then that escalator to nowhere <laughs> and the giant magnifying glass <laughs> sorry uh, but so the other piece here is the, the the large blue circles right so these are what are they called intensification nodes up to 15 stories right so that's and, where they want some high High density intensification, I guess. Intensification, <laughs> but nodes. Right? You um, see, this isn't the way we should be talking about. No, this kind of and thing. that's no. a fucking very, hey, very good point. Hey guys, did you hear about them intensification nodes? Man, I'm, they're going to affect traffic. Of, <laughs> of all, of all the nodes, the nodes that I, of know. all the nodes that I deal with in my life, intensification nodes are the best of all nodes. No, those, those will be the 15-story parking uh, garages, garages, right? Yeah. 
Uh, who, the, so, who the heck knows? Only like the, the nodes knows. Stack it all up but, on top of each other. Yeah. So my, my, my further point to this whole thing is, you know, there, there's been sort of a lack of transparency so far in certain respects. Some vague uh, language, apparently. Some vague language. Oh, just a smidge. But there are people who obviously own land downtown. Yes. And I would like to know the relationship they have to the people that are making the decisions. That's a good point, and it's something that I was rather around in my head, and, and I was kind of I, I tweet what's in my head, and a lot of times it comes back to bite me. We were talking about, uh, I think it was on my Facebook po- uh, Facebook page that we uh, one friend of mine that I used to work with got into it, not over the pro- not over the downtown plan, not over the location, but he was really really dead dead sent s- set against expropriation. So we got into it and we started talking, and this was getting my mind going. And he basically he ran down to us who makes the decisions on what we need, and I'm like we elect people mm-hmm. that speak for us. So essentially, like it or not, they're the ones that can dictate what we need. Is that an accurate statement? Uh, I wouldn't use the word dictate. Okay, fair enough. And I wouldn't say we. What do you mean? I would say a small percentage of the population votes for the people who. Make Agre- the decision. Agreed. But the people that don't the vote, is, uh, it's on them. Silent, no, silence is consent. Silence yeah. is when it comes to democracy. Yeah. And this is the whole thing. People will say, oh, well, a lot of people are, are arguing against this whole thing. And Melissa Blake will make the perfect argument. If we had and guys like Keith McGrath saying they should have put it to a plebiscite, which, oh, yeah, let's great use of taxpayer money. Let's hold a plebiscite. Um, okay, she well, said a plebiscite. I thought a referendum. Was, it's like yeah. a referendum. Oh. Poli-sci major here going nuts. A referendum is legally binding. There's no such thing as a referendum in Canada. Even though the Quebec one was called it, a referendum is legally binding. Those only exist in the U.S. Okay. A plebiscite is like the word plebeians, meaning yeah, yeah, the populace. Yeah. A plebiscite is you go and you ask people what they think, what the and then majority you, you make want. a decision yeah. based on that. Today's so, word, plebeians. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but anyway... Where was I going with More that? More derogatory. There's been like four episode titles in my God, head. God, I hate these plebeians. <laughs> if they had done it that way with Mac Island, we would not have Mac Island. That's true. True. Yep. And, and Melissa Blake, she said, and I, I, it was one of the more conversational sound bites I've ever run from her. She said, if we had done it like this back then, we wouldn't have Mac Island. And I can't think of life without it right now. Yeah. It, it, it's funny when I when I think back to the whole Mac Island debacle. That was when so Shelley and I we moved here in February of '06, and it was still within that time where we were trying to find our feet, and uh, you know we weren't really engaged in the community. We're we're trying to figure out work, My and we're trying to figure out yeah. And and all we heard was through the radio, right? That's all we really heard about this whole thing and firewall, and you know, and this is. For me personally, it's a completely different story this time around, right? Mm-hmm. Like, much more engaged. You start to know the players. You start to know some of the back history. And I think to that and all the newcomers that are here right now that are going through the exact same thing, they don't really necessarily know the community that well. They're commuting to work. They're listening on the radio. And they're not quite sure how all of these pieces fit together, right? And some major decisions are being made right now yeah. for whatever this future for McMurray is going to be. And it's, it doesn't help when a lot of people don't necessarily get what the role of a government is when it comes to urban development. Because how many people said, when are we going to get another Tim Hortons? When are we going to get a new mall? When are we going to get a new movie theater? Yes, let's have the regional municipality of Wood Buffalo operate a movie theater. Yeah. 
That's not how it works. No. Governments do operate arenas, and in this case, we wouldn't operate it. The government's just buying the land yeah, and then leasing developer it. developer or operator or whatever. Yeah. Clearing land for it. But the whole point is that it's going to bring all of these other things. You know, mm-hmm. don't it, The city shouldn't be going for the little tadpole, which is the movie theater, the little store, all the that Costco, kind of stuff. The Costco, the whole yeah. It, goes, it right? goes for the big fish. Yeah. The big fish draws the little fish yeah. that end up. That's not actually how it works in, in the ecosystem, but you get that sort of <laughs> analogy I'm straining no, to make it, here. It, it does when the shark comes along and the little fish come out and they the clean the teeth. The but the phrase, the phrase yeah. catalyst yeah, looking- project really does make sense. It's supposed to be a catalyst for these other things, but people don't get that, and it doesn't help. And again, you're free to have whatever view you want about what the role of government should be. But there was that editorial in the newspaper that said, here is some catalyst project we would have preferred, and one of them was a farmer's market. Like, no, you don't spend a hundred million dollars in land acquisition so you can draw a farmer's market. It could be a really no. good farmer's market, <laughs> but nobody. Jeez, that'd be the best. A hundred million dollars, give me a farmer's market. But that you're is bringing like in shit from Seattle's the world. fish market or Fisherman's Wharf or yeah. something. So there's a thing. all these other ideas people come up with are things that could spring up on their own. A Tim Hortons could spring up on its own. A mall could and probably will spring up on its own. A Costco could and probably will spring up on its own. Yeah. A farmer's market already is springing up on its own. An arena does not. But it does create an impetus for those other things to spring up. So that's where the government can say, and again, this is your classic Albertan way, don't have the government interfere unless it absolutely has to. In this case, unless the government clears that land, that's not going to happen. That's why you don't do it for a mall. the land? you got to expropriate so, in so, does everyone know who Richard Floyd is? No, not no a clue. Okay, big wig. Uh, he talks about uh, geography and you know how things um, change society. Sure, right? Civil geography, I think. Uh, Something like that. Human geography, kind of. Yeah. Thing. So, yeah. so one of the things is I, I went online and I did some research, and and he's saying there's some lessons that we can learn from San Jose, right? So back in the 50s, it was the place to be, but then as um, people started moving away from the downtown, the downtown started to really die. So in the 1970s, they had two billion dollars that they were playing with to try and revitalize the downtown Downtown. core, right? And there's four major points that come away. One, don't make downtown streets easier for cars. Okay? Yeah. So As much as we all want them to. Yeah, Yeah. right? So, um, you know, if you put cars in there, it's just going to kill the walkability, all that kind of stuff. The enjoyment of it all. Number two, keep City Hall downtown. Number three, suburban shopping malls have a negative impact on downtown retail. Mm -hmm. And number four, embrace a variety of nightlife. Right, so I would say that the whole parking piece and the whole traffic piece—we're thinking about it today. But really, if you take a look at the plan, you—they're really pushing you away from using your vehicles downtown. Within down now, they're not t- pushing you away from using your vehicles to get downtown. No, because don't forget yep. the Franklin Transit Way is supposed to be free, free, free so, transit yeah. if you want to take it within that city center. Yep. Downtown now, now how many got the same thing. exactly? Now, how many people who are listening to us right now? Just probably went. Oh, really? The millions of people that listen to this <laughs> podcast. But what? And again, I'm going to operate on that assumption. Radio is theater of the mind. So yes, the millions of people who react that way. But what does that say? Again, I hate to draw it back to communication. But how many times? Have we, remember when Russell Thomas did his blog post where he said, "We're moving towards a transit system where you're going to be able to have your smartphone out and be able to tell where when, the bus where the, is." Where the bus is. Yeah. Why is Russell Thomas the one revealing that to us? 
That's not how communication is no. supposed to work. Yep. I should, and again, I love Russell Thomas's blog, but that should that should be where I go to get insight and opinion, not where I go to get the facts. Yeah. When I'm the one paying City for that transit, blog should be yep. like, "This is what we got planned." Guess what, guys? Yep. You look at the smartphone and it has a GPS where your bus is at. They've only recently started tweeting. It didn't, it, and literally, I'm not trying to take credit for it, but it wasn't until my long interview with Ron Taylor that Let's I put up for it. on my <laughs> McMurray. They linked to it. They were like, hear Ron Taylor talk about the downtown redevelopment on My McMurray. Yeah. And I didn't want to be a jerk, but I could have at replied them and said, you know where else would be a nice website to hear Ron Taylor talking about the downtown redevelopment? The, down- the downtown redevelopment website. <laughs> there, there is so much... <laughs> there, there is so much awesomeness coming forwards yeah. with all of this, yeah. and it needs to be shared. Yeah. No, and, and that's one thing. Like I said, I was all for the project. Uh, got a little bit drunk during the council meetings, probably tweeting a lot of stuff. But Yes, you were. Uh, uh, you were seeing like reptilians behind Phil Mari. You were like, look out, Phil, look out. <laughs> it's purple elephant <laughs> again. <laughs> Go away. But no, like uh, it's, it's one thing I've always agreed with everyone is that all of this negativity, all this outburst of people, like his outrage about this, 90% of it could have been handled by yeah. clear, concise plants. Part of it could be that guys like Ron Taylor and others involved in urban development have so much experience with this that they know by 2017, nobody's going to remember these complaining stuff. That that we. Although, to be fair, people do remember it in Kingston, so they should have learned from that, because there is still resentment against that arena down in Kingston, even years and years down the road. What year was that? I want to say 2008. 2008, yeah, I'm pretty sure 2008, 2009, around there. Um, There's still resentment against it. So you'll never completely eliminate it. So you could have done a lot better. But they're going to say, it's going to be successful no matter what. We know that based on our experience. So we can live with a little bit of the, the bumps along the road. You don't need those bumps along the road. Yeah. You can do stuff to smooth that out ahead you of time. Definitely and smooth that like out. Matt does a great job there. Compare. We're not exactly San Jose. Like obviously there aren't. Com- there are, and everybody Better. likes to pop out that argument. <laughs> hey, I'd rather live here than San Jose because we're not going to get uh, destroyed in a massive earthquake in a few years or anything like that. Is San Jose on that fault line too, or is that just San Francisco? That's just San Francisco. Uh, so keep all me. of California might just <laughs> all of California right is going to so the Pacific. The big coast. one affected us at Edmonton, man. When that Fort McMurray's good. Ago, Fort so. McMurray's good. Uh, as far as earthquakes go, so we don't. So for example, the earthquake the protection we don't need. My broader point though is let's look to comparable examples like uh, when they went to Columbus and to Kansas City. Now obviously climate wise that's different. The walk, the biggest threat to the walkability is winter. Is, is the winter. But then I look at one of the proposals uh, from Thomas. Ellis Dawn Construction. You see? Here's somebody who's listening to the radio station what or is, reading my McMurray. What is it? One of the tunnels. proposals says underground tunnels to connect the arena to other elements of the downtown. What a friggin' great idea that is in Fort McMurray. It is. Exactly. Yeah. Who and now again? You get who knew about that ahead of time? Or yellow knife and white horse? They've yeah. got tunnels. Yeah. And Do they really? The whole University of Ottawa is connected by tunnels. Why the heck not? Right? Mm-hmm. If it's possible, engineering wise, so you could easily throw that out there. But again, I say look at the other examples. In Columbus, they created an arena district, and it did revitalize their downtown. In London, they use the same kind of financing structure. People are going to say public-private partnership that'll never work. Well, look at uh, what used to be the John Labatt Center. Now it's Budweiser Gardens in London, Ontario, where they have a colossal, high-budget major junior hockey team, the London Knights, which is selling out that place constantly. And it's basically the the one complaint they have about that arena in downtown London? Is it because they did the P3 arrangement? Uh, The city isn't getting enough of the massive profits that that arena is taking. But that's what we are going to force a P3, aren't we not? We're going to do a P3 as well. Because, well, again, there's only so much you can build on your own. You're building all these other things. But again, so the city of London is still getting hundreds of thousands a year out of that arena. It's just like, oh, it could be slightly more. That's very different from Abbotsford, for example, where they have to subsidize the operator because of the losses, because it was poorly planned out. Yeah. 
Matt, you're going to go for something. So, I, I was trying to Google to get the city center McMurray website right, and I'm like, city center for McMurray, it's not coming up. It and then doesn't. eventually, I'm like, it's city center McMurray, and the like the title that Google has right, My God. it says here. Wow, like that. That's the main title <laughs> of the first. The web root developer page. didn't put the tag in for no. the title. That's the, probably the first word. It's in called the here. Paragraph. Yeah, yeah. Right. I learned. I learned that when I learned HTML programming at the age of twelve. Yeah, I'm just saying. So yeah. and and once again, another it's hand towards his age. And then you go to the website and you're like, oh, I want to find the the facts. How do I find those facts that were, were made questions. available? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So sports and entertainment center update. Perfect. No, that kicks you over to woodbuffalo.ab.ca. Right. Oh wow, so, does it really? Yeah, it goes straight to. Um, this PDF of the council meeting that we just had on the 9th, right? So now here I am. I'm trying to find the FAQs. There's no search that is available no, you're right, right here, yeah, right? You're, yeah. Because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find the FAQs to show that I think it was the second question that they had. The answers that they were bringing forth on that made absolutely zero sense to our region, mm. right? I'm saying that they um, – and it talks I about – right, sort of <laughs> But, you know, excellent point. And one thing I want to – because you're right, the, the the very lack of Twitter on. What are you the, giving the iPad to your cat? What what are you like? I don't know. Well, I'm but here's, talking, I don't here's the, throw it across. The, here's the quick difference, though, Todd. Is that I mean, we're complaining about people saying or trying to tell urban planners how to do their job. We do know as end users how a good website should look, how an accessible website should look, and if they can't get the basic stuff like making sure the title of your site appears it looks quickly on pretty. Google. It's just not there. Like it's it's see now half it's clumsy. Wow, well, man. Okay, maybe it's I don't know clumsy. Where it, is. <laughs> it takes a while I, to get. Maybe, I thought it was maybe for sure they're taking it out. It was, it was, I thought for sure it was under plan because it came right down here and it was like FAQs. They took them out. And yeah. the CCARP, don't they like stroke you for 10 pages before they actually tell you what they're going to do? Pretty well. Pretty well. Yeah, right. well. So. And again, like it's not like the regional municipality is particularly short on money for personnel. It did. No, but I would say... They got good communications people in there because I, I deal with them on a regular basis. But is this separate from that part of administration? Is this its own aden- uh, uh, entity? Well, this is where the higher ups have to take notice of these sorts of things, and say because there are times where you will talk to the political people, and the, and I will say I will say to them, "Gosh, I wish your I wish the communication side would make this particular thing clear." And they will be like, "Oh yeah, I agree with you. This hasn't been." There are counselors who will tell you we have done a terrible job communicating, and I say two things to them: a you're the counselors. You control the purse strings. Yeah. So you should be able to demand the better results. And B, and I will give credit to Russell Thomas for doing this on his own. To some extent, Sheldon Germain is on his own as well. Take that into your own hands because right. you have the megaphone because you are elected politicians. So you have the ability to inform people if your government isn't. But you shouldn't have to. That's the problem. Well, a city that's it fighting is, an international image. For some reason. Don't they have okay, a so marketing department the, uh, that yeah. this is their whole job is to... Yeah, but they're too busy telling us to stay away from the river during river break. Because <laughs> right. otherwise the ice is going to kill you. Cues, right? yeah. But I mean, this is oh, their whole bread new. and butter. That's, they should be pitching the yeah. city. And again, I'm not, I, I'm not trying to rip no. the people who work there. Because again, they do. I mean, I deal with them on a regular basis. And I'm able to generally get the information I'm looking for. Right. Yep. But it's just, this isn't tough stuff. We're not asking the world of people or of the way that this city operates, slash this plan, kind of stuff. No, is, I, it's like, good we're going on these tangents because we sound like we're just, yeah, go downtown redevelopment. And no, uh, that's, but, it's, I, I'm for the downtown redevelopment. Obviously, I'm for the city. Everyone knows that. But yeah. fuck, do we have some work to do. Oh, yeah. And we talk about how, like you said, it's good that we go on these tangents. But I really fear that they won't learn from what just transpired. Yeah. They'll be like, okay, a little bit rocky, guys, but we got through what we wanted to go through. We're doing great. Let's keep going. Yeah. No. 
In fact, like to me, even though the vote was eight to two, you barely got through that council. Right? Yeah. This, yeah. And this election is going to be very, very interesting. One thing I'm glad of, I, so. I really thought the election, to me, was going to play more of a role in these councillors' heads. Me too, yeah. And I thought for sure people would vote that direction. Mm. I'm hoping that that wasn't, and they really just lived in that moment and said, this is what we're going to do. Like, Melissa Blake was the only one that really came out and said it. She's like, ah, they can chop my head off for this one and not reelect me. Well, you know, Thatcher has been in the news recently, right? And so she was famous. Melissa Blake is not Margaret Oh, Thatcher. no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Not at all. Right. Tyler just dropped his bit. Whoa! <laughs> Should I start calling Melissa Blake the Iron Lady in our, in our newscast now or something? No, but, you know... She, she could stay in power for as long as Margaret Thatcher was yeah, in power no, in, right? in so, the UK, but, but Margaret Thatcher was was very driven. Um, she didn't play to the public. No. She said, "This is the right thing to." I honestly feel this is the right thing to do. We're going to go do it. And she tried right? to sway the public towards right. her point of view, right? not sway her point of view towards the public. And so I, I almost felt that this was kind of a little bit of channeling, you know, Thatcher here because no, this is the right thing to do. The greater good. Sure, we okay. Maybe it could have been done a little bit better. But this is the right thing to do right here, right now, and we will be judged in the future. That is what leadership is. I mean, you, you have to be willing to make those kinds of decisions sometimes. Yep. And you've had public trust put into you for a period of three years. And coming up, it'll be four if they can get reelected. And, but people said, you know, well, a lot of people were opposed to the project and the councillors voted the way they wanted to. So that's not democratic. No, that's the essence of democracy is. is that now they are accountable for that decision. The only people who did direct democracy were the Greeks and didn't work out all that well when the Romans came knocking on the doors. <laughs> well, so we have represent- landowners could have voted, right? Yeah, so, yeah good point. Unless good your point. land was taken away. Yes, but, but anyway, my, um, my, my point is we have represent- <laughs> that's how representative democracy works. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. His, his, I, I think, frankly, it's better that they're making a decision like this late in the term because usually politicians, when do they get the unpopular decisions out of the way? First, the first year of the term. term. Yeah. So you'll forget about it. Now, I think that makes it, I'm not going to say gutsy. I hate saying, like, oh, a politician's so courageous. There's no, there's no courage. They did really their job. They did their job. Yeah. It's, it's in a sense gutsy. It's in a sense ballsy. It was a tough job. It's a risk. It was a know? very hard council. That was going to be, that was a very rock, hard decision to make. Rock hard place council right You in had the a middle, good right? when you said that. There's, it really can't it's get brutal. squeezed anymore right yeah. now. And, and so I, I, so I left that meeting feeling sad, but also, well, I was mixed, right? Yeah. Just for the whole transparency piece and all that kind of stuff, I'm totally for the city center. And I can't wait to actually own a condo, live downtown, walk, look out at the snide, you know, sh- you know, walk to go get my groceries. I hate having to get in a car yeah. to go do that. But anyway, um, but I liked when the counselors were saying, I'm torn. You know, I, I think we could have done a better job, but this is the right thing to do. And the counselor or counselors that didn't, they're just like, nope, let's do it. Mm. I lost some respect. Mm-hmm. And I won't name names, but I totally lost respect that night. Uh, hmm. Everyone can hear what uh, what everyone said. But no, I, yep. and, that, and that's fair. It really is. Uh, and I'll go to Councillor next, please. Uh, thank you, Madam Mayor. Um, so I, I've got a few concerns from what was presented tonight, and I certainly appreciate both sides of this issue. Um, But just before this meeting, Madam Mayor, uh, we were presented with documentation. Uh, One of those documents was a, um, I believe it's an 80, got about 80, uh, 83, I guess.
guess, uh, signatures on it of people, um, and it's to members of the Wood Buffalo City Council. We received this, like I said, just before this meeting tonight. Um, so it's, it's a bit of a petition, and you ask for the date, the name, and the signature. And it says, my signature below represents my support of the City Center Arena Development Plan. Uh, city Center Area Redevelopment Plan. No, no mention of arena. I recognize that certain business owners will have to make sacrifices for the betterment of our community, but I feel that it is necessary to move Fort McMurray forward to increase the quality of life for all residents. So we, the undersigned, urge you to vote in favor. Now, Madam Mayor uh, and, and Mr. Taylor, I, I've been around this community a long time. It's my 30th year. Um, you would think that I would recognize a few of these names on this petition. The only one that is vaguely familiar to me is Muhammad Ali on uh, page four. Uh, and I didn't realize he lived here. But you'd think that... Exactly, right? But you'd, you'd, you'd think that I would recognize, after being a, an educator in, in the city for 30 years, at least some of these names. My other concern was that all these names were gathered in one day, April 8th. And I guess my question to administration, not necessarily to, to you, Ron, but to administration, is, I guess, we went out as administrators, we went out as cities, and we paid somebody to get names? Or was this a uh, private citizen who put this together and presented this to us tonight? Or did we, I guess, have staff do this? is the first I've seen it uh, was tonight. We certainly did not coordinate this. Um, the, the question on it um, was put together by I don't know who. I don't know who submitted it. So it just magically appeared. And I'm not, I'm not poking fun at you, but it just appeared tonight. We got it just before this meeting. April 8th, yesterday, all these people, none of which, and I'm hoping my fellow councillors are looking at a few, maybe they recognize some of the names, um, but it, it just kind of appeared tonight. The other one was we have a number of letters of support that we got just before the council meeting as well. And I guess my whole point here is that I guess I'm, I'm frustrated with process as a lot of our presenters were tonight. Um, and it's all about, you know, I, I, I get the fact that you can't negotiate with the tenant when you haven't had a deal with the owner. I, I get that. But you could at least communicate. That's, I, I think you communicate with anyone. Um, you know, and I think that's the tragic flaw in this, is, is the communication that we've had. Because this it really isn't about arena we're, we're voting on tonight. Matter of fact, the arena isn't even mentioned in, in, this, uh, in this recommendation. It's, it's an approval for expropriation. And, of course, we've been talking about arena, like we're voting on an arena tonight. But we're really not. Um, so... I'm really having some some issues here with that. Maybe I'm not having issues because I I really don't feel like I've I've had all the information like I usually get uh, in these. Um, and no offense, Ron and Adam Blur, I, I feel like 
you're you're a hired gun that's come in here to do something, and you're going to leave. And if there's people sitting around this table, there's people in the audience tonight who've been here, who plan on retiring here, that are going to be stuck with this, and we're going to have to live with it for the rest of our lives, and probably probably paying for it. My my big question is if. If I'm going to put an entertainment system in my house, I'm not going to put it in the busiest place in my house, which is the bathroom. I'm going to put it in the living room. The living room of Fort McMurray, I think, is where most of the people are and where there's a place to actually sit down or, in this case, park. Now, in bathrooms, there's usually only one place to park and you don't have room. It's down here. Ron, I don't know if you've been around here on a Saturday afternoon because I know you don't live here. But on a Saturday afternoon, most of us decide not to come downtown because it, the parking is absolutely horrible. I, I mean, you take your life in your hands going to Walmart uh, on a Saturday afternoon or just trying to find a space to park. So the whole thing to me is about communication. It's, it's about let's, you know, somebody asked, and very good questions, by the way, uh, Council Burton, uh, there'd be a five-month delay, at least those five months would give us time to answer questions that came from the audience tonight, um, and not that I'm disagreeing with points from the other side, um, because as Len knows, I'm certainly a hockey person, but you have to understand, we have a very successful franchise here now in the AJHL, we, we went through pains to get them here. And I think one of the reasons it's successful here, especially in the north, because we are a bit different than some of the cities, as you say, most cities. We're not most cities. We're Fort McMurray and we're north. And the fact that the oil barons are successful is the fact that we have some locals that play in that team. If you bring an AHL, especially an AHL team, because I've lived through it in Fredericton, New Brunswick, where I went through university, you bring a team in, they're all foreigners. You might as well have the visiting team every night because nobody is from that hometown. And that's what would happen if we bring in an AHL team and even a WHL team. We would be lucky to have, we've only had really three or four people who have played on WHL teams from here play on that team. So there's, there's, there's lots of issues that, 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 that could be could be answered, and I guess I'll, I'll, I'll stop Madam Mayor now, but I just want to ask Ron, if we had to do this over again, from the very start, from buying the oil can, and even though some of us didn't like that facility, it became a landmark for us, kind of like McLeod's on Franklin Avenue at one time, but now it's gone. Um, if you had to do this over again, what would we do different so we wouldn't have, obviously we've done something a little backwards because we wouldn't have had such, and I don't know if I would call it backlash, but such a, an outpouring of, of concerns from citizens who have been around here for a long time. What would we have done different in this process? To me, like it was, it was that's such a that's such a hard decision. But I've always been one. I'm very much of ends justify the means guy. I've always have been. 
But I've always had limits to where that goes. Yes, because the ends can justify the means, right. is what you're saying. You're not saying the ends always justify No, no, okay, yeah, you're right, can. Like, yeah. obviously, yeah, you, you, you got to stick by your own moral code, right? This is going to be a tough few years. Like, for people like me who live downtown, this is going to be a pretty tough few years. Not yeah. just because I won't be able to get a mama burger when I want to go down Franklin, but because there's going to be a heck of a lot of disruption. You yeah. don't want to pay that 12 bucks? Oh, God. <laughs> well, it was because I bought the chicken burger, and you know how much I it costs like to bring chicken. I such a greedy burger, but I'm just like, really, 12 bucks? Fuck, I don't think there's that much money. <laughs> Oh. Uh, Don't go there with somebody who works in media. Come on. Uh, no, fair enough. But, um, fair enough. No, it is going to be like a tough. It's going to be tough for the keg. But that's where Ron Taylor steps in and says there's going to be a two lane easement. And they say, okay, well you're on record saying that, so yeah. it better actually be a two lane easement so that they can still get their deliveries. And then everything, then they won't really have any reason to complain. Yeah, exactly. Well, well they I, lost their expansion, but help expand into a different part of the city. I had made one of my snipe comments during the actual council meeting about uh, how, I mean, for a few years, the keg's going to make some sacrifices. Mm. But when this is development is finished, they are... Reaping the benefits. Yeah, they are a centerpiece of the focus of Fort McMurray. Remember the guy who said he was going to open a barbecue restaurant downtown? Yeah, was in barbecue. Yeah. So what, what would we rather have? And again, it's not taking anything away from the keg. It would be nice for the keg to expand. But that's a very old Fort McMurray piece of good news. The yeah. keg's expanding. We're getting a Starbucks. Look at us. Yeah. We got this teeny little Starbucks down the road. A lot of Franklin. people's ears perked up, and as much as it makes us sound very material, but, but can, we want a blues barbecue yes, rib. Now bar compare that to yes, more choices. Yeah. Uh, they'll still be long term for that, and then Morrison Center expands. Mm. Peter Pond. Don't tell me Peter Pond wouldn't have room to expand if they've got that much more traffic coming downtown. Yeah. And again, it's like what Matt mentions there. Build it at Peter Pond. Yeah. Well, it's like what Matt mentions there about taking away from suburban shopping. Now, there'll still be a room for the. There'll still be room for those little one-story uh, strip malls up in Thickwood and Timberley. Yeah. But if you make downtown the shopping mecca, people are going to be a heck of a lot happier. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and uh, I'll figure out if I'm going to actually put this on the podcast or not. But during that whole council meeting, Socrates from uh, Wood Buffalo Brewery was texting me. Saying uh-huh. I've lost a feed, I said he's like I got to go out somewhere. I can't remember exactly why he couldn't watch it, but because uh, he was in Banff. Yeah, he's like, what's going on? He keep me updated, and he's like, is Morrison Center going? Is Morrison Center in the way of this arena? And I was like, actually, quite the opposite. The Morrison Center, the owner of the Morrison Center, just said he's willing to expand if this arena gets put in place. And he was just like, oh, that is awesome because the only reason why I considered expanding the brew the, his brewery company up here yeah. is because he heard there was an arena. And I was like, can wow, I, can, I, uh, can, I, can I quote you on that one? And well, you never answered me. So. so you're quoting him on it. But there's the thing. Uh, that, they're a great story, the brewing company, like what they've been able to create here in yep. what's traditionally been an environment that's very tough for any business to come in and carve out a niche and be and successful right off the bat. In this fucking yeah. space. Well, how many start up and then fail, yeah. right? Wasn't it, yeah. We used to have a Domino's, didn't we? Uh, and that Domino's was right by Chaz Varieties. Uh, where Wood Buffalo Brewery now was Don Cherry's. Yeah, you were setting up and, yourself to fail. Something else, yeah. So they've come and they've succeeded, but the problem is you shouldn't have to need a guy who won the lottery to come in and invest all that extra capital like because that you're, you can't build an economy on that that's a great exception to the rule kind of story but let's get your traditional development money coming into the downtown and then we're going to have all the things we keep complaining about not having. not having I'm sorry to say it and I feel bad for them but we will survive without the A&W and we'll probably get a new one maybe in the arena yeah, yeah. maybe anywhere else yeah. or fast gases or something exactly, exactly. But it's, it's you won't arena. get it there by preserving your 
your little one-story buildings at Franklin and Morrison in your most prime real estate within the downtown core. Now, the Morrison Center is different because they said they considered building the arena where the Morrison Center was. But you'd have to pay a boatload more, mm. and the Morrison Center would then not be able to expand because it would be gone. Yeah. Now, what would happen if you built the arena across the street from Franklin and Morrison? Are they going to put a mall on top of the A&W? Is the uh, Total Office going to suddenly have a skyscraper sticking out of the top of it? Yeah. Probably not. No. So that's why that place made the most sense. It was the most underdeveloped. Right. And, and so just put that out there. Actually put the facts, right? Saying, look, we looked at this place, we looked at that place. If we tore down the provincial and the municipal building, it would have cost us this much money yep. and you know, all this kind of stuff. Just put it out there. You that's know, have fine. Ron maybe come on a podcast and maybe you know, explain some of these things. i tell you something. Uh, Todd, give, give them a call. Ask, I say, ask Ron Taylor to come on one of your podcasts and see how they respond. The worst he can do is say no. Well, yeah. And if he says no, then that that's a red flag to me. Mm. But here's the other thing is that there have been cases where, for example, when that inquiry officer report came out. Now, part of this was the fault of the municipality that they didn't see it coming that that was going to get leaked out. But multiple media sources, not including one that I may or may not work for, reported that that had brought the plans to a stop. They now could not do the downtown redevelopment, which was not true, as we've clearly binding, found. Yeah. We've, we've clearly found out the inquiry officer's report is not legally binding. Yeah. But when I called them, but then I called the municipality and said, "Can we get somebody on this?" They said, "Yeah, we'll give you Ron Taylor." Oh, okay, thanks. A little while down the road, hey guys, the meeting's coming up. Can we get someone from the municipality to, to talk about this? Yeah, we'll give you Ron Taylor. When when's convenient for you? Hmm. So, Anytime. Come on, yeah. So I give them a lot of credit for that. The fact that I could approach them and they would do what they could to, to help out. Yeah. When the problem is they've got to they've got to be a little more proactive about right. it. Like yeah. you said, when there's already a fire going on, right? Oh, we should put that out, right? <laughs> exactly. As opposed to maybe we shouldn't leave all this combustible material just lying around. Yeah. Well, there's the thing. You know, we'll we'll talk in a couple in a couple of weeks probably. I'll give them a call and say, guys. I I'd like to know how the RFP uh, process is coming along. Can we talk to Ron about it? Mm. I, to me, this is just my gut feeling. I don't think they're going to say, no, we really don't have time to talk to you. Could you talk to the junior assistant supervisor to the assistant vice president of being an assistant? <laughs> I don't think they're going to do something like that. Assuming he's, he's in town. I mean, that's the impression that <laughs> he he's is? not going to be around. He may be at Starbucks getting coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I would be fine with. Well, Want to go to your, the point you're going to make on the FAQs? Uh, yeah, I mean, so, uh, I guess. Um, so... <laughs> So, you know, what they're saying here is, you know, why is the Sports Entertainment Center being located in downtown? And some of their rationale is, you know, um, so take a look at how um, in London, Ontario, uh, it's assisted with a 40% increase in the area's housing stock. Hmm. Okay, so yeah, that'd be nice. We need that here. Well, because that's why they're building high debt. We're all attracting high density residential. Right. You know, I probably see that. have ground floor commercial. A decrease yeah. in office and retail vacancies. We don't really have that problem, do we? No. Uh, well, we do have the high cost. Yeah, because yeah. there are there is a shortage of like commercial forty dollars a square foot, foot or something. Yeah, yeah. Bucks, yeah. I think, yeah. man, I that's, couldn't imagine. Yeah, and that's like even warehouse industrial space is thirty seven or something. It's ridiculous. Improvement, yeah. improvement of rental rates. It's, so I mean, it's just some of these lack a lot of concrete. You know, like it could be expanded. Where are these numbers further. coming from? Like. Yeah. Or, you know, make it relevant. Like, really make it relevant to residents here today, right? That's all it is. Mm. We're hoping it will address these specific Fort McMurray relevant problems. Like, how how many times did we hear that we're short, like, a million square feet of... Tons, yeah. You know? Where is it in here? Yeah. Yeah, Fort McMurray doesn't have enough retail. This will add retail. Yeah. Mm. That's all you need. Yeah. You need to spell it out. 
Spell it out. The um, C spot go to retail. C spot go to part, retail. Part you of that, could be spot. Part of that, in a way, is that Ron Taylor has become the face of this redevelopment. When really his role is so broad that they've got to have a point man on this kind of thing. And I don't think it can be Ron Taylor because he's he's the thinking man. He's doing his. He's thing. the idea guy. Yeah, he's not the speaker. Yeah, well, he. Is, I mean, he is well, good yeah, at it and everything, yeah. but he shouldn't be the guy that we have to call every single time just to try and find out what the real story is. Well, this Chris so maybe that's a that I keep seeing his name plastered over there. Chris N A U I. Chris. Na- I don't know. I, I just never. See, and I, I see his name plastered everywhere. Well, clearly, obviously, he's not. Then, if you never heard of him, yeah. So. Hmm. Well, there's also like with the waterfront redevelopment, they had John Butchko, who is a, a develop, who is a consultant, who's in charge of the waterfront side of things. Yeah. So I understand this is different because they o- they can own that, they can get control of that waterfront land, but they will have to expropriate in order to get the uh, the arena. They already, already own Morimoto Drive. Like yes, they own the whole road. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Businesses adjacent. Yeah. Which is why they could put up the nice little drawings that we that convinced I think a hell of a lot of people. Yeah. And it's not just beautification. I mean, they're diking that whole section too. Yep. It's going to be gonna a lot be safer. Well, yeah. And but again, my my point comes back to when you go to the municipality's website, why doesn't that jump out at you? Look at what we're doing to the waterfront. Look at what we're going to do downtown. When you walk into the Jubilee Center, there is nothing to stop you from doing what Mac Island does. Because when you walk into Mac Island, like you mentioned, you are bombarded with here is what's coming. Yeah, running the like it or not, walk yeah. around it if you want to keep going. But exactly, yeah. why not at the Jubilee Center? Why not when you go in to pay your utility bill? Should you not see? Hey, look at this crazy awesome thing we're going to have down on the on the waterfront. And again, I'm not saying myself it's crazy awesome. I've got to pretend to be objective as a member of the media. <laughs> but really, from their perspective, well, yeah. But from their perspective, not during hockey games at least. Um, but from their perspective, <laughs> they can make it out like it's the greatest thing in the world, and that is their job. Yeah. But we just don't see it at this point, and that's the missed opportunity that we keep mentioning. Matt, what are you thinking, buddy? What's, give us some final thoughts. So I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what this city looks like in the future. I kind of look at downtown as, as an island. And I think that's how we have to kind of look at the the, the space that we have here that we can develop on. It's, it's limited, um, so let's build up. So what can we? What do we literally have control unlimited. over? <laughs> yeah, apparently <laughs> physics are, are no issue. Um, so we're yeah we're gonna have Where a space elevator when they built the ladder to heaven. <laughs> That's what we'll do. Um, <laughs> bridge to nowhere. Ladder to heaven. Right? Ladder to heaven. Yeah, we already have the bridge to nowhere. <laughs> yeah. No, I just love the fact that it says unlimited. Like yeah. that is awesome. <laughs> We'll just you build know? a giant obelisk, kind of like the Washington Space Monument. Justification you see that node? Awesome. That is unlimited. That <laughs> yeah. node right there. Well, we're already the compensation Washington capital of Canada. Right? It turns blue. So, yeah. No, so, I mean, if we start thinking about what we have as an island, right? And you start thinking in three dimensions as opposed to one or two stories. Um, and I'm, I'm all for sort of making downtown safe, friendly, walkable, all that kind of good stuff. It's going to be painful to get there. People are not going to be happy. No. Um, but the kinds of young professionals that we're trying to bring to this region want to live in a downtown urban core. Interesting word choice you just used. And they want downtown urban core? No, young, young professionals. The people? No, because that's what uh, they were uh, posting around today about a young professionals meeting. I, yeah, yeah, I know. I saw that down yeah. at the brew How house. young is young and professional? <laughs> that eight-year-old rocket scientist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, actually, if you look at Ted, they're about 14. But um, so, uh, so you know, for the future generations that want to come here, they don't want to come to Fort McMurray today. 
No, right. So right. I, I work for an organization, and just like a lot of organizations, there are struggles to try and bring people. people, right? And mm-hmm. so they they want a vibrant, um, alive, great place to live, work, play, whatever. And this will get us there. But it's I I it's not at any cost. I know you said that before. So to me, that's where I differ, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe you, we haven't used Spock's reference, you know, of, you know, the the good of the many outweighs, you know, or what is it? The the needs the, of the, the many. The needs of the many outweigh the, the needs, needs of the few, few right? Yeah. Wait, so, who said that? Spock. I thought that was John Locke, the, the philosopher. Uh, could have been, uh, whatever, no, Gene Locke. Roddenberry. It's whatever. Okay. It's Spock. Oh, I think uh, it was a philosopher in the 1700s. Yeah, well, it's it's built on that, right? Okay, so, yeah. Sure. yeah was, oh, sorry, Thomas Hobbes. Hobbes that's yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, Hobbes was Locke. the Leviathan. Yes. Yeah. No, Hobbes was yeah. Leviathan. Hobbes was the utilitarian, wasn't he? Or was John Locke the utilitarian? Was, was, uh, oh, Go- Charles II. We'll, we'll Google it. So later. anyway, Todd's yeah, so, and I will uh, have I was a conversation. Say, don't crack, this is Vulcan, man. They <laughs> yeah. don't crack my world. Okay, Star Trek, yeah. fine. Wait, Spock was dying. <laughs> it was a great scene. Kirk was upset. <laughs> uh, but, but anyway, right? So I, I think um, it, how we get there uh, will determine, you know. It's success. We, we're going to be judged. By how we got there, and so I hope we learn from this, and we just move forwards. But we learn on on how we've gotten to where we are today, and we just make it better each and every time. And so that means engagement. That means talking to residents. That means giving them as many options as possible. But then going forward to what makes best sense from experts. Yes. Right. And and I think there's some give and take with this is the fact that a lot of people in the city need to start opening their minds a bit more. Like I'm consider myself a pretty stubborn guy, mm-hmm. but I can kind of open my mind to expand to see exactly. Like I love driving. I hate walking. I believe anyone that knows me knows I hate walking or any form of exercise. But I want to see this walkable downtown. I want to be able to have like I, I envision this come much like a. I know it's not going to look like it, but I envision this like a, a Vancouver. Yeah. I can literally buy get a hotel in Granville, park my truck, or awesomely take the LR or the SkyTrain from the airport and not touch a vehicle for a weekend and enjoy a very mass amenities yep. of stuff like walk to the arenas walk to the science centers walk along like I walk along Falls Creek and I picture that here I want to walk along that pedestrian bridge to Macon. I want Absolutely. to walk down that boardwalk along the Sny. Take Kingston to the park where they have that train that goes back and forth there. Whatever I see in the plans, go to the marina and watch the uh, f- <laughs> the float planes kicking and screaming that they don't like being there, but they're there anyway. Go to the marine park. I, and I want to walk to uh, an event at the uh, a hockey game, a trade show, car show, a performance, monster trucks. Jeff Foxworthy apparently was one of the. Uh, um, and um, Larry the Cable That's Guy, like, all right, let's some stadium let's cancel this arena some stadium shows, <laughs> right? And it's different. And to people that are out there that are complaining and that they're, I really like you said we're going to get there, but we're going to get there. To me, I have this vision in my head of this person just dragging the kid, kicking and screaming the whole way to realize, oh shit, we're going to McDonald's. Like, Disneyland, Disneyland. What it's it, the end product, which is what people need to focus on, is to me is so amazing. We're getting intensification notes, people. Why are you not seeing this? <laughs> They're fifteen stories <laughs> tall. But no, like people need to open their mind that way. A lot of people were saying, "Oh, just because this town is structured like they don't want to walk, mm. we shouldn't make a downtown that is walkable." No. In this aspect, and I'm sure I'll sound like a dictator for it, but you need to build to what the people need want, or mm-hmm. what the people need, not what they want. 
this is how the downtowns need to be structured. You need to adapt to this. And 99% of the time, they will. I, I heard a rumor that Pedway has been canceled from a different federal or a federal body has stepped in. Like the footbridge to the... Yeah. I know they were... I thought they just, was on the, they was just on the, approved the money to it. It was on the picture. <laughs> it was <What>? colorful. <laughs> no, and so it was a total rumor. So I, I heard it just before the council meeting started. Oh, well. So I don't know if that's true whatsoever. Huh? Just, I'll just huh? throw that out. We'll see. Why would the federal body get involved over a bridge? Oh, like don't a, they like control a, the Federal Navigable Waters Act? Maybe they have Something some kind of thing? Or do, who, I haven't heard that, though. Who I controls heard. aviation? Nav Canada. It's a federal agency. Yeah. It's, what are you, so, a pilot? Yeah. No, I fling bags. But Todd, Todd, I was going to say, like, we, should have, we should have had like, the dramatic music swelling in behind you while you were making that speech. But that draws us back to the major point. Like You making that analogy about like it's going to be like the Disneyland, and I want to be able to do this and that and that and that. People have said that. Melissa Blake said that at the Canada Day thing. But not everybody was there. Yeah. That needs to be the first thing that jumps out at you when you go to the website, when you go to the go to Twitter. What is the Fort McMurray of tomorrow going the to look airport. like? The airport. Like, come on. How many that people go looks, through the airport? Yeah. We saw, uh, who was it? Someone's oh, put them at the airport, yes. No, some people don't even know that the airport's getting redeveloped. I know. Like... Uh, it's more exactly. You can't tell. You can't it, tell listening to this. But I'm like, it's more sad stuff. that people know the airport's getting redeveloped because of a play at Keanu. Yeah, it's true. You are absolutely uh, positively right. And here's let me just let me just draw you back in time. True. Let me just draw Should you back in time because you make the great point. Fort McMurray will never do this. Fort McMurray will never support this. Fort McMurray can't be changed to do this. I remember speaking one of the first interviews I did when I got hired to do the Oil Barons games to Chess Dix, who founded the Fort McMurray Oil Barons. And how many people do you have saying, as crazy as it sounds to people like us who have wider ambitions, but people say we don't need a hockey. We already have the Barons. We already have the Casman Center. We already have this. We already have this clearly inferior thing again not taking anything away from the oil barons clearly inferior thing and we're okay well Chess Dick said you know when we were trying to start up the oil barons there were a lot of people that said Fort McMurray will never support a junior A hockey team <laughs> where are those people I now? believe it I top believe three it. grossing AJHL team something like that or oh they're number one oh. they're number one for budget Probably top three in the country. Uh, top three in Canada. I still haven't won one of those homes yet. I'm really disappointed. I know. <laughs> but, uh, but by golly, we keep trying. Uh, we will, too. I'm just saying, uh, you can come up with some very Plus good 50, arguments. I'm in. <laughs> you can come up with some very good arguments to oppose this. But to say Fort McMurray will never do, do X, yeah. much smarter people than you, nameless person I'm insulting, have made sentences exactly like that and been proven dead wrong. Yeah. So never say... Never. But they've lived here for like 25 years. <laughs> oh, that's right. So how dare you? No, anyway. Oh, I got so sick of hearing that. And I wear many hats in the region. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So you and many others. Right here? I only wear one hat. It's a two because it's too, too cold around. <laughs> I wear many hats like layered on top of each other to keep my ears warm. <laughs> At the same time. Uh, what do you guys think? Anyone got some final thoughts? Some more final thoughts? Well, I think or some additional? Fort McMurray is taking this step from like a rural town slash city is because it grew faster than it intended to an actual urban city. Like you go to any farming town or industrial, like a, a logging town or whatever, everything's drive in, everything's kind of spaced out, everybody drives, and you go to any city in the world and everybody walks, everybody mass transits. And, and you know, at 100 and what they're expecting 200,000 people, you can't have a rural town anymore. You're right. Yeah, you we're, can't we're, plan that way. Yeah, we're a city that thinks it's a town right now. Yeah. We're building a city. When you get some people saying that I can't recognize a name on a list, 
as though Whoa, that's Muhammad Ali was I, I like that because I know just because Muhammad you lived here 30 years you're not going to know every 100 or whatever we at now 100,000 with Shadow whatever 70,000 you're not going to know that many people but this is a very growing fast growing community <laughs> he does know a lot of people I've run into him occasionally <laughs> well, I just, don't think he knows my name but just saying <laughs> to expect her to just to see eighty names and expect to know one like that's definitely a mentality of. I think. Of I think, frankly, it's and it's a little insulting for the logic to be. I don't know your name, thus your opinion right. shouldn't count. However, you should know where that document came from. Yeah. Oh, that, that's uh, that. Well, anybody can drop that, off a petition, yeah. right? But you know, one would imagine that they, it's like a CAO would know where this, this came can from. Can you or, give this to all the counselors? Photocopies are Taylor could, didn't even know where it came from. Well, it probably no, wasn't yeah. created by them. He wouldn't. Have, could have been some guy. <laughs> some <Yeah>. guy. <laughs> People Monorail. do petitions all the time. People I'd like put petitions. put a title on it, though, at least. Like a logo, <laughs> a letterhead, something. This one's they didn't prepare it all that well. They definitely didn't prepare it all that well. No, no that's true. Tyler, any final thoughts, sir? Uh, okay, here's one my sole final thought, and I hope not too many people who would react negatively to this would be listening, any employees would I have, on three occasions since I moved here, had the opportunity to leave. And for something that, in the short term, would be... Beneficial. In the, in the end, the context of my industry, an improvement. And in the back of my mind, one of the many reasons, it's a complicated decision anytime something like that comes up. Yep. One of the many reasons has been not that I love it here. That life is not perfect here. And life is not perfect here for a good chunk of people. The fact the food mm-hmm. bank's almost out of food makes that very clear right now. Yeah. Yep. But when you look at what is going to be here in four years, you can easily make the argument that anything I would leave, or I or many others, would leave Fort McMurray for four, uh, would leave Fort McMurray for in the current stage, I would end up regretting four years down the road because I will look up at Fort McMurray and say, if I just waited, I would have had what I have now and then some. Right. And that's the whole point. That is why you'll be able to draw more people and get them to stay because people do come and go right now because they can't sustain themselves on a modest income or because they just don't want to have to stay in something like this long term. You will create a long term place and stop making Fort McMurray a work camp. We can't take away the fact that we're going to need hundreds of thousands of workers up here. But we can make it possible to make them want to stay. Make it their yeah. home. Make it their home. It's funny because that's the second time in about as many weeks I've heard someone say something similar to that. And I've never heard that argument before. I'm, I'm for it. It's great. I just never heard it before. It's We were actually talking about uh, with some people at work. And it's been some negative shit going on at work lately. And I think it's just been in the oil sands in general. It's one of those lull periods. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of people were like, oh, I really don't like it here, blah, blah, blah. And I literally asked the guy the question. I'm like, why are you still here then? And he literally gave me the answer. He's like, I don't want to be that guy that as soon as I leave, I hear from my friends that everything turned around and everything got really, really good. It already has. Like, here's an example because I worked at the Towers for the longest time, or I still do. Um, four years ago, you would get four RCMP serious calls a night, guaranteed. Now you get one a week, mm. if you're lucky. I mean, those guys have done so much to turn that place around, and it's still referred to as the Crack Towers. Yeah. And we're getting rid of the you know, month-to-month type people, and they're getting, you know, the permanent residents, although now they've moved more towards a hotel situation. Yeah, but they've cleaned up. They've cleaned yeah. up the act. They've cleaned up the image. They've cleaned up, I think someone has quoted using the term riffraff, which is, well, well I'll accept it. Was it was the mentality. It was, like, it was a party locale. Yeah. And uh, it was even blogged at one uh, student had come up here, and this was his experience. And now it's a home. Well, or yeah, a lot of the tenants, like the long-term tenants, 
these guys, their property values are skyrocketing now mm-hmm. because, you know, three years ago they couldn't get rid of their places. Yeah. And now, you know, they're quite content. And they're going to be right at the forefront of this development. Like, yeah. those Syncrude Towers have I'm towered location. over Fort McMurray yeah. for years. Years. And they're going to remain that staple yeah. of because of, they're not going anywhere in this redevelopment plan as much as I saw. I remember at the, the uh, waterfront redevelopment um, piece down at Mac Island, one of the Save Our Sny folks, he's like, ah, 40 years ago, the Sny was so great, and we built it. And I'm like, well, what about... And he's, he was all against building condos along the waterfront. Yeah. I said, well, what about the Syncrude Towers? Well, that doesn't ma- that that doesn't count, you know. Like, and like, what are you talking? They're about? They're not pretty buildings. I mean, they're not. You go inside, solid. And the uh, I was going to say they're full, they're the ones that'll remain standing gorgeous, probably with all this new development. If we ever did have an earthquake in Newbury, <laughs> good point. Yeah. <laughs> the owner has made an extreme effort to change, do the inside of the building, and then he'll work onto the outside. Yeah, but yeah, if you go, like, if you get the opportunity to go to an open house there, go for it. Those apartments are gorgeous. And the inside, the outside still looks like. How much did he pay for this commercial? Can I get on this? (laughs) (laughs) And if you want to go to one of these open houses, if you'd like to take a look, exactly what we're talking about. It's just an example of how you know things are changing downtown. Yeah. Tell him I want some ad money for this. Perhaps you can find more information about it at my McMurray. <laughs> no, no, I have no idea. I doubt it. I doubt it. But that is just a great place to go on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> there is an there. Of, yeah. Guys, I think we'll end on that note. It was a good show. Awesome. Thanks for having us. The um, anyone uh, this issue was very very topical. And I think it will be because I think it's when these uh, RFPs get released, it's going to be right back to the forefront again. But I think we'll see the conversation die down. Because I really think the negative people come out in droves, which is what like a lot of people in that council. You had a good saying earlier where you're like uh, the hyperactive people are the ones hyper engaged, hyper engaged uh, on both sides of the issue. But clearly, that council meeting with the clapping that we all heard, it was a really negative crowd at the start of of the whole session. Right? They were anti something, anti something towards <laughs> it. You're, you're right. It was, rabble, rabble, rabble. Well, some people was the arena, some people was. Parking, traffic, expropriation, blah, blah, blah. Change. Change. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just going back to that impression. Um, Anybody who starts off their monologue with, I've been here for so long. I'm, I'm too generally I'm too against change, and and I tried to point that out when I actually got up, right? And I'm not going to say how long I've been here. Yeah, that was great. But then that lady came up after, and I think she she. I don't know, maybe misunderstood what I was trying to say, but she's like, and I've been living here. I disagree with this gentleman here. Oh, right? that's what she's pointing at you. Yeah, she was oh. pointing at me when when she was saying that. And um, yeah, but so my one last major thought is: with great power comes great responsibility. Agreed. Right? We've had Spock. We've had Spider Man. Why not? Oh, it, man. This, this is the this, dining room this, table. Yes. Studios, the so. for yeah, it. you are talking to the. Whole okay, so, may the force be with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we just got to make sure that we're thinking things through. No, that's a good quick little ending note for me. I am grateful to live in a city where we get to have a conversation like this. That's pretty great. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're talking about yeah. what are we going to do with mm-hmm. our downtown? What are we going to build? How much are we going to build? I have a billion dollars this year. What do you want to do? Yeah. So that's, that's pretty fun. Yeah. That's there are a lot of communities true. that are just like, oh god, how are we going to get through another year? <laughs> I'm very happy we get to have that conversation. Yeah. See, and that's looking on the positive side, folks, because quite literally, we're at this point where we can pick and choose what we want in our downtown. Totally. To, to an extent. As much as we complain about traffic, I'm glad to have too many people here as opposed to too few people here. Bingo. Yep. On that note, folks, we're gonna we're gonna leave on that one. Uh, 
Check out, uh, got a comment on this show or any other show that we have, uh, email us, show at ymmpodcast.com. Hit us up on Twitter, at ymmpodcast. If you're at the council session, you're probably sick of me tweeting, because I think I counted them up, and it was like 200 and some odd tweets that I did. I was like, wow. Um, Facebook.com slash ymmpodcast. Give us a like. Uh, Of course, share us around. And our new social media endeavor that we're doing, and we're going to see a lot more active, is our uh, YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash ymmpodcast. Give us uh, a subscribe. Share it with all your friends, because you're going to see some really interesting shit come on that channel pretty soon. Matt, where can they find you? Uh, You can find me online, uh, Twitter, at Matt Ewens. Yeah, that's probably a good place to find me. That's the best place to go. Tyler? At Tyler underscore King. The underscore stands for awesome. <laughs> Don't do Tyler King. Just straight Tyler King because that guy in Arizona is like, what the fuck? Are all these jerk. People? But it's a silent underscore. Right? It's a silent. You don't pronounce the underscore. No. no. Mike? Uh, at Mike Farrow. Brand new to Twitter, folks. Everyone flock. Uh, show them some love. Give them a follow. It's been three days. <laughs> it's been an intense three days, has it not? Is there an underscore in that? No, there's no underscore. <laughs> you should try. You should try. Once you go underscore, you never go back to score. <laughs> never go back. So, well done. Uh, so for uh, this episode of the YMM Podcast, on behalf of Tito, I'm Toski. Mike Farrell. Tyler King. Matt Ewan. See you next set. Thank you, Your Worship. Um, In my hometown, back as far as I can remember, our city councils were steadfast in their belief that nothing should ever happen. Everything was too expensive, would cause too much traffic, cause traffic problems, cause potholes, cause whatever. All those things we talk about when we want to do nothing. They were steadfast. They, nothing ever happened in my hometown. And that's why 45 years later, when I, I moved there in 67, there was 108,000 people. 45 years later, there was about 100,000 people. A city in this country that's actually depopulated. Businesses have closed. Industry has moved away. But the best part is, it's now the second oldest average age city in this country. And everybody's children and grandchildren have moved away. So those people get to enjoy their nothing in, with a lot of peace and quiet. But I'm never going to be that guy. I'm never going to be that guy who votes for nothing. Because that's what opposing this expropriation would be. This would be taking the last two and a half years of planning we've done and saying, no. Now, today's the day we have to start it. It, it is that time. This is, this is the start of doing what we've been talking about for the two and a half years that I've been sitting here. So it's not a difficult choice for me because I'll always vote for doing something versus doing nothing. Even if, even if I'm wrong, at least I tried to do something. Yeah, we can't, we can't do anything because my office is full of people like Lisa Radisic, young urban professionals. All they say to me all the time is, Al, there's nothing to do here. When are you going to do something about it? Well, I think we're starting right now doing something about it. We are 
This, I know this used to be a small town. I used to live in one. This is, this is now going to be a big city. This is already 110,000 people living in this city. And there's going to be 200,000 very shortly. That's going to put us as one of the top 20 largest cities in this country. And we need to have things that people in cities like that have. So we're going to do this. I know, that it, I know it's more fun the last 10 years before I was on council. You know, my criticism, everybody else has seemed to be the council never does anything except do a bunch of studies. That's what we usually hear from people. You guys are just doing a bunch of studies, you know. But it gets even really scarier when we're actually going to do something. And that's what we're going to do here going forward. You know, I invite everybody to, to review the, the plans that, that have been made, not by us, but by everybody in this community. One heck of a lot of input from people about what they want this municipality and this city to look like. We need some great public spaces. We need them now. So people like Lisa Radisic and Mr. Vargo, Brace Kamka, especially Roger. You know, these are my soulmates, my kindred spirits. I'm emboldened by their message and their conviction that we need to do something. So that is why I'm supporting this, and I appreciate the support of my council members in voting to move ahead with this. Thank you. YMM Podcast is a T-Man Entertainment production. In association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find us at hyperphotonicmedia.com. Oh, fuck. <laughs>